Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's a me, a man, the Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you. Inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, you can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be a part of our program today as we will be talking NCAA tournament, ECU women's hoops, ECU baseball, and a little football as well. Spring practice is here. It is the intersection of everything happening. And we got you covered right here on Pirate Radio. We got some fresh Kim McNeil uh, audio to get to on our Flight by Yingling ECU practice report and about to start throwing in some football to the mix in our practice reports brought to you by Flight by Yingling. So excited about that. So we've got Hoops Talk in Hour 1 with Mac McCarthy. As we'll break down the bracket, we've got baseball talk in the 4 o'clock hour with Mully as the Pirates get set for another five-game week. They'll take on UNCW tonight on the road. We'll talk about that. We'll recap the weekend and more with Mully. World Baseball Classic going on. Uh, I've still yet to check that out. Just got got too much going on right now. So we'll see how much uh, Mully has been paying attention to with the World Baseball Classic. Uh, That and more on the way at 4 o'clock. We'll also talk about the worst call in college baseball history and his thoughts on that happening over the weekend. Uh, DG, David Glenn, will join us to talk some brackets coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. And then Bryce Williams will be filling out his bracket live at 5 o'clock. We'll uh, talk a little football. Man, a lot of stuff going on in the NFL right now. The Giants make a big move today, bringing in Darren Waller. So, they are starting to look like potentially a factor. At least they're taking things seriously because they're uh, looks like they're keeping their quarterback around and the Saquon Waller. So uh, we'll we'll do NFL news and notes and more with Bryce Williams coming up. Pirate Radio Outdoors. I got a game plan for Shirley Chandler and Bryce and all that coming up later on in today's show. So going to be fun. Going to be hopefully informative, somewhat entertaining. But, you know, that is uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Uh, But we hope you are entertained on this Tuesday. Uh, Steve Hill says, Clampo! Burgley. Shirley Rhodes is here. Hello, Shirley. Chandler is here as well. What's up, man of chance? What's going on, Clipper? Good to see you, buddy. Great to be here. Feeling good in the black and white today. These are my colors. You look great. Like Johnny Cash, I am the man in black. Mostly because I'm fat. Fat. <laughs> fat. Uh, how y'all feeling out there? You ready for the tournament? 
We got games tonight. Are you ready for this? Keep that going while I talk. We've got first four action coming up tonight right here on Pirate Radio. 6.30 airtime. 6.30 airtime. <laughs> Mix in a few more. Are y'all ready for this while I'm talking? So coming up tonight, we've got Southeast Missouri State, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. 6.30 airtime, 6.40-ish tip-off time as they get underway in the first four. And then later tonight you've got yep got to mix that part in too thank you charlotte pittsburgh and mississippi state non-tennis tonight mississippi state a two and a half point favorite over pitt those games (laughs) thank you chandler those games on true tv and we're not going to we're not we're not going to play this game we're not going to play the game we're not going to do the What's True TV? I've never heard of True TV. Why is it on True TV? How do I find True TV? Isn't that where Cops is on? True TV? What is True TV? I don't even know if I got True TV. Does that channel still exist? We've been doing this for 20 years now, people. We're not playing that game where we pretend we don't know what True TV is. We're not going to do it. I'm not going to sit here and be a part of that. Google it, Where find it on Direct TV. Call your grandson, like my grandma will call me and ask me what channel the game's on. That's fine, but we're not going to play that game on this show. My grandma was hot last night. She was uh, she was like, "Why didn't North Carolina make the tournament? Why is Houston a one seed? They did. They look like mess against ECU. She was hot. She was ready to uh, fill out her bracket. Uh, so." Uh, Everybody ready for bracket time. Coach Mack going to join us in the Pirate Radio studios coming up in just a little bit. All right. uh, Joe says, boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Nice live sigh by Shirley Rhodes there. (sighs) Well, that was because it was on a different page and I wasn't ready. (laughs) Joe says, enjoy listening when I can. What do you mean when you can? Why can't you create time to always listen? Are we like your? Are we second yeah, fiddle? We're the second fiddle. Are we not your number one priority? We go beyond the call. <laughs> <laughs> you are terrible. That was a great moment in Pirate Radio Live history. Hey, I think I think Tom, Tommy Tuberville is trying to. Uh, uh he's got a message for Joe. Yeah, he's got no. a message for Joe. Go to hell. Wow. Get a job. That is uh, that's strong. Hey, maybe he's got a job. Maybe that's why we're not his top priority. I don't know. Quit uh, your job. What do you want to start with? Uh, that's a good question. All right, I'll answer it. ECU women's basketball, Saturday night, 10 o'clock. You heard me correct, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. On ESPN. It's not on True TV. You don't have to worry about it. Wow. <laughs> the only downside of this being the women's tournament, not the men's tournament, is you won't get to hear this song in the intro to ECU Texas because it's on ESPN. It doesn't have the CBS sound and the music and the excitement and the madness. Can I can I mention something about the women's tournament that will, maybe nobody has mentioned? I but wish you I, would. Please do. I pray that you do. You know how Troy D used to do the, could you imagine? Could who, you, who are you talking about now? Troy D. Troy. Oh, Dreyfus? Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy? Yeah. Uh, That guy. Could you imagine the possibility of East Carolina making it to the Final Four in the NCAA tournament? 
No, I said, could you imagine? Okay, I'm which trying. is a Troy D move. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. Total Troy D move. Yeah. Because you know how like ESPN has the Manning cast for Monday Night Football? Yes. Well, they are bringing back the Sue and D show, a.k.a. Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi, are going to be doing their version of the Manning cast. They did it last year for the NCAA tournament, and it was wildly successful. Um, and they're going to do it again this year. That would be... So are they doing it the for the entire tournament? Or no, just the I, Final Four? I think they're going to do it for the Final Four. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. But either way, I think that's going to be... I mean, could you imagine? Well, why would you watch that when you can watch the Pirate Radio Watch Along coming up Saturday night? During East Carolina and Texas, we will You're be here with you. Killing my bit, man! Inside the Pirate Radio studios, I mean, just flatlined it, just, dude. I'm just in, ran right over it. I'm in the steamroller right now, cruising God. along on Facebook Live. What is that thing that they YouTube. they do on the uh, uh, the ice? What is that thing called? The jabroni. I, <laughs> <laughs> There's a jabroni in the zamboni. A, zamboni, that's zamboni. it. The jabroni. Sure, I knew that Sam- wasn't right. Uh, Shirley's driving a jabroni around on the ice. Yeah, well, I'd like to drive a Zamboni over your ass right about now. (laughs) Quit killing my bits. Saturday night, 10 o'clock, we'll be here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, donning the jerseys, doing the chants, clamping down as East Carolina takes on Texas. I got to be honest, I don't even know who's on the... Have y'all looked? Do you know off the top of your head who the winner of ECU Texas would play? I know. Which I think I that's have, good. I think I that no means idea. we are one game at a time. Yes. We you, are focused. You want to be one game at a just time. Just like Kim McNeil and the players. We're not looking ahead, but I'm about to look ahead and see who uh, who the winner of that game would be getting if East Carolina could pull off the monumental upset. I tweeted it out last night. I saw my first line. Um, Chandler, did you see when I tweeted that? I did. Okay. 20 and a half was the line uh, that I saw between East Carolina and and Texas. Oh yeah, the winner of that game would get Louisville Drake five twelve matchup. How about Drake is a twelve in the men's and women's tournaments going for upsets? So uh that would be uh who is next and that would be on Monday, which means another watch along. Hey, you win, you advance. But survive you win, survive and watch along. It's one of the most interesting visuals I've ever gotten on Pirate Radio. Shirley holding a can of spray cheese, talking to Coach Mack. Just a crazy visual. Just something I thought I could never see in my life. He said, is it the real stuff or is it the knockoff? I said, knockoff. Knockoff spray cheese available in Studio B if anybody is interested. All right. um, Can I mention this uh, before we move on? You know what? I'd like to go ahead and say say something. You guys don't have to ask if you can mention something. Just mention it. Don't even ask. Just say it. No, because uh, if I didn't ask, you'd look at me like I had just lost my mind when I said, could you imagine? Because he would absolutely kill the bit before it ever got started. So I had to ask permission. All right. So I wanted to bring this up. Disagree. We We were talking about brackets. And um, we were, yeah. And yesterday mm-hmm. we posted. I made a mistake. First mm. day, very we first need day. to address that. Look, and I, I will admit this, but we need to address the baboon in the room. Um, <laughs> but I made a mistake. I had uh, Memphis and Purdue playing twice, <laughs> pretty much a rematch. First I ever rematch okay. in the NCAA tournament history. And I fixed it. 
it's it's fixed. Everything's fine. I've posted it on the door. Guess who comments on my quote tweet of clips tweet where I said fixed? It's everything's fine now. No other than Troy Dreyfus, Troy D, as we like to call him. He says that once the bracket's up, it's up. There's no fixing it. He said we didn't let West fix it. And I, you know, I thought about something to respond to with him, but I couldn't come up with it. But thank God for Redbeard, who's very quick witted and remembers things. You guys remember the two little butt cheeks? Sure. What did, what did that it's come from? It's two little butt I, cheeks, Iowa and Iona. That now, is right. here's a guy. Here's a guy who's telling me that once it's up, it's up. Where was it just last year or two years ago? We had a debacle Hold with on. George Rifus. Hold on. Can, can I say something in your defense, <laughs> go, Chandler? Go ahead. Coach Mack, at the very bottom of that uh, prize sheet where all the rules are, there is something that's written in bold. What does that say? Write it. <laughs> Shirley has the final say in any dispute. That seems rigged. Which is She's that fair. you had until, uh, I think it's 11 o'clock? Thursday. 11, Thursday. Thursday to put your bracket up, yeah. which means you can take your bracket down and change it. Chandler was the early bird. He was in on Monday. Exactly. Now, Wes's mistake was not caught until after the tournament started. Yeah, the games had already begun. Yeah. Right. So, therefore, yes, it had to stay up the way it was. Now, Troy's, once again, that mistake was found after the first round. And it was a you big mistake. caught your mistake before the games began, and which means it. that allows you the opportunity to make the necessary changes. That is the difference between you and Mr. Dreyfus. Um, Thank you, Shirley. I have a question. My defense rests. Will y'all allow me to ask a question? Absolutely. Um, no, actually, no. We're Chandler and I are just going to finish up this segment right here. Yeah. So, right. um, so you made the necessary changes. I caught it right away. Like I remember posting it and saying, <laughs> "Man, look at this bracket." And then that's I, get I, your butt back in the seat because I literally said, "Oh, I said I've got Memphis going to like I think I got Memphis going to like the Elite Eight. <laughs> Coach Mack is wandering up and down the hall trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but I. I said, as soon as I said, I have Memphis in the Elite Eight. So I went to go see the path to the Elite Eight for Memphis. And then I noticed that they were playing Purdue twice. And I said, that's a big mistake. I have to fix this. And it was an easy fix. It took two seconds. My question is, uh, does Troy Dreyfus work here? Mm -hmm. As far as I know. Okay. I don't know. Don't look at me. Don't ask me. I know nothing. He's our boss, for goodness sake. Put some respect on his name. Well, take your bracket. Then your bracket. Then yeah. Why don't you? His word goes then. Uh, the, the does the what rule, does the rule, what, sheet, what does the rule say? sheet say? What does the rule say? So who's beep, the beep, boss? Beep, 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 beep. I mean, I, right just, I don't see Tony Danza walking in here. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Angela. How many bosses do you have, Chandler? Oh, I got a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bunch. <laughs> You know Chandler, what I'm. You know what I'm saying. Chandler's uh, life is just run by different bosses uh, at all but times. No, when it comes to March, when it comes to bracket time here at Pirate Radio, this which is we March. take seriously, this is March. Then Shirley is the one in charge. All right, let's talk brackets. Let's take a break. Um, Bat Billy says, "Where's Corey Glore? New Orleans. Uh-huh. New Orleans." Kaz said, "Nice lid, sir. Oh, this whole thing." 
I mean, this thing. Cat's going to say that every day. Let's get an update on where this baby was made. Hey, by the way, on this day, speaking of March Madness, on this day in 2017, the greatest 10 points in 45 seconds ever made. Botten. Botten. The freshman? Ant Atkinson. Anthony Uh. Atkinson. 10 points in 45 seconds. Uh, and then he would be a future Harlem Globetrotter. Correct. This beautiful hat was made in Vietnam. Thank good you. Good afternoon, Vietnam. That's probably good morning over there I know, now. but it's good afternoon. Wow. <laughs> Hold on. Let me Google what time is it. <laughs> good, good. What well, time I said good morning. I said good afternoon because it's afternoon here. Vietnam. Yeah, it's probably morning. It is 2.16 a.m. Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> Jeez. All right, let's take a break. Coach Mack joins us. We'll run through the bracket men's and women's when we return Pirate Radio Live on a fun Tuesday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina since 1937. Shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com. Or visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the Lifetime Powertrain Warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Tuesday. Coming up in about 30 minutes or so, we'll talk some baseball. Mike Mullis will join us. Pirates on the road today at UNCW. 5-0 week up to number 10 in the D1 baseball polls. We'll talk about that. The World Baseball Classic and more. We'll talk more hoops coming up in hour number two with David Glenn. He will join us to talk about the local teams in the NCAA tournament and more. We'll break that down. And at 5 o'clock, Bryce Williams, former ECU tight end, will join us to talk a little football. Spring football getting underway. We are... Uh, talking about a lot of different sports this time of year. A great time of year and a great time to have Coach Mac McCarthy joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coach Mac, welcome in. How you doing, sir? I'm good. Good. Ready to go? You got some, uh, some women's tournament games to call coming up. Hopefully games, plural, more than one. That'd be nice for the Virginia Tech Hokies. The ECU women are in the bracket, Coach, as they win the AAC tournament, knocking off Houston. They go right back to Texas to take on the Texas Longhorns. But, uh, man, just awesome for Kim McNeil and these girls to be playing this good down the stretch and uh, getting a shot to to make some magic here in March. It's exciting. It really is, and, and, and what a great year they've had. The uh, um, I, I don't think anybody uh, – I, I saw Kim said they picked the blast. I Dead last. Re- I did not remember they picked the blast, but uh, – They remembered it. That is that is pretty amazing. Yeah, that's a big old chip to carry around on your shoulder all year, isn't it? But uh, uh, what, a, what a good job she's done. And, uh, you know, there, there are a lot of good teams between her and the top of the league. And, uh, you know, of course, USF gets beaten in the tournament in the other bracket, which uh, certainly didn't hurt 
hurt anything, but uh, uh, they they play great defense, and uh, you know they they fly around. They're very athletic, and um, uh, whoever gets them, you can watch that defense on film. But but playing against it in person is a little bit different. I I think uh, I think they could uh, you know hang around, and uh, you, if you hang around, you got a chance, right? Late night Saturday night, they scored two points in the first quarter of that championship game, coach, and we're still doing it on the defensive side which keeps them in games which allows them to if they hit a shot or two they can get right back in it so defense travels we say that a lot in football i guess it's the same in uh, basketball as well yeah no no there's no question they they do say that all the time and i i think it's basically true and this time of year you know games get more possession by possession the game seems to slow down on on the men's side and the women's side and anytime uh anytime it's like that it's a little bit of an advantage to the defensive minded teams coach uh you said last week that it's kind of south carolina and and everybody else the other number one seed stanford in uh ecu's bracket indiana is a one and the Hokies of virginia tech we got the coach mac bowl i guess going on with chattanooga and virginia tech facing off you'll be on the call for that one but uh how about the the Hokies bracket i see north carolina uh is in that region and then yukon as a two in that bracket so uh, how do you think that breaks down for the Hokies yeah you know we talk about parity and and you know that there still is that dominant team in South Carolina maybe not as quite as quite as dominant as UConn was for a long time or as Tennessee was at one point in time in women's basketball history there are more teams that can certainly get to the final four than ever before but here's an interesting stat though in the last 10 years no number one has failed to advance to the next weekend Okay, so like the one versus eight nine matchup, never happens. Number one, every okay, all right. Are you worried about saying that right now? I am. Being that you're at number <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> I, I especially uh, am worried about it uh, because I've just watched Southern Cal, the uh, eight seed, and uh, South Dakota State, the nine seed. And uh, uh, South Dakota State beat Louisville. They beat Kansas State. They beat, uh, gosh, they beat Mississippi State, another team in the tournament. Uh, they beat uh, Rutgers. They they beat a lot of teams. And, of course, Southern Cal, uh, they played a one-possession game against uh, Stanford late in the year without their best player uh, they've got a bunch of mcdonald's all-american and uh lindsey gottlieb is their coach who was went to seven ncaa's and won an at won two national I, I think she won two national championships at uh no southern cal's won two national championships but she went to seven ncaa's in nine years at cal went to an ncaa at santa barbara and in her second year at southern cal she's back in the ncaa lindsey gottlieb in relation to doug i hope not you know what? I'm glad. You know, I've been watching. I love this time of year. She seems awfully nice. I've been watching every piece of tournament talk content I can get my hands on. The Field of 68. Are you familiar with those guys? I, I listen to those guys. Um, yeah. Jeff Goodman. Uh, but Doug Gottlieb was on a show the other night. And I swear I wanted to bring this up, and we kind of already have. But, uh, you know, you know those guys in the business, whether it be, you know, covering uh, other coaches. In fact, I saw uh, Chris Mack on one of those shows last night, formerly of Xavier in Louisville. But Doug Gottlieb uh, – so I'm not a Doug Gottlieb fan. 
I'm assuming you aren't either. Uh, I'm not. Okay. I didn't know if that was just me. Uh, okay. That's a whole bunch of people. <laughs> I figured. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm just curious. Like, What are those relationships like with the Goodmans and the uh, the Gottliebs of the world and, and those media guys now? Yeah, I don't know. Every time I turn on the field of 68, uh, and I hear it at random times, late at night or, or first thing in the morning, I, I'm an early guy, and uh, they'll be playing the replay from the night before, and, you know, Terrence Oak. Ogilvy's on that thing, and uh, oh gosh, the uh, you played uh, Hansburg's on that. Yeah, thing. I saw Some, him. Uh, uh, Rob Doster is on that thing. They, they've got a whole lot of people that come in and out, but Goodman's kind of the uh, seems like he's the consistent guy. Yeah, and he is a pretty much a voice of reason. He doesn't he doesn't say too much outrageous stuff, although he usually has pretty good scoops because he, he is well connected. But uh, Gottlieb is not my cup of tea. I'm right there with you, Coach Oglesby. You coached against him here yep. in Minji's. I yep. remember he was shooting threes from half court. Yes, he us. did. They made a bunch of them, unfortunately. <laughs> that they did. All right, well, let's talk about the uh, the men's tournament, Coach, and we'll just go region by region here. We'll start with the South. Alabama is the one there. Arizona, the two. Baylor, three. Virginia, four. Um, Bama, number one overall seed. Uh, did they have any resistance getting to the Final Four? The, the only people that can beat Alabama are, are, is Alabama. Uh, the, if the off-the-court distractions become too big as they move forward, and the, the microscope closes in and uh, and people start asking tough questions or digging up this or digging up that, that's the only thing that can stop them. They can beat you with their defense. They can outscore you. They can out-rebound you. Uh, they've got the best player. Best player, yeah. They've got the best player in the tournament, period. All right, uh, how far does NC State go? Can they get by Creighton? Could they get by Baylor or UC Santa Barbara? Where do you got State? You know they don't have a bad draw. Uh, you know they're so athletic, and those guards, if if they can get on a little bit of a run, uh, the, those guards can get hot. And it would not shock me for for them to win a game. It would surprise me if they won two because their strength is Baylor's strength. Uh, but Baylor doesn't play great defense like they normally do. They they can score a little bit, and they've got young guards. Uh, if, if NC State makes it to the second weekend, it would not be a shock to me. How about the biggest uh, upset potential? here coach charleston san diego state virginia Furman, uh maybe uc santa barbara baylor what, what's the biggest upset potential in your opinion well, you know, uh, there are some trendy picks. Uh, Drake over Miami is a trendy pick. Well, I'm just thinking in the South. For oh, this. oh, just in yeah. the South. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. I think Charleston has the best shot. I had them twice last week, and they are a really unusual team. They go t- 11 or 12 deep. They play so hard. Their best players are a Division II transfer and two NAI transfers. One of the NAI transfers is in his seventh season. He's 25 years old. He played one year with a patch on his eye. And he plays so hard. He 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 plays so hard. It's like you going for a cigarette. It's all out. It's full speed ahead. <laughs> Great so, analogy. Don't they have the coach too that kind of looks like he yes. was in the mafia or Got something? Got the tattoos. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know he loves to talk about his nasty defense. And yeah. uh, you know he's done a great job of promoting down there in a in a city that's full of promoters. And uh, he has sold that uh, you know that that program pretty hard. And uh, he's done a good job. Now everybody's won at Charleston. Uh, you know from John Crest to Bobby Kremen 
Simmons, uh, you know, everybody, uh, you know, Earl Grant, uh, who's at Boston College now. Everybody wins because it's a great basketball job, but he's turned it up a little bit. Now, you know, he's not everybody's cup of tea either, but uh, uh, he gets in this tournament and wins a game or two. He may not even be selling Charleston. He may be selling somewhere bigger. All right, uh, let's go to the East Coast. I feel like that is a bracket where you're going to have the most maybe diversity among Final Four picks in your pools this year because Duke is red hot right now. In fact, I've got them making a run. Tennessee, I'm not hearing a lot of Tennessee, but you've got Kentucky in that. You've got Izzo with Michigan State. Marquette looked awesome in the Big East tournament and in the Big East regular season. And the number one is Purdue, who I'm not hearing a ton about. Maybe the most disrespected number one. So how about the East coach? Who are the uh, contenders and who do you got there? Yeah, Purdue certainly is the most vulnerable in number one. They they didn't play well coming down the stretch, but they do have a great player in Zach Eady. Uh, They've got those young guards who've matured a little bit. Memphis is playing really good out of the American. Uh, Duke, you mentioned, Oral Roberts has a great player who was a star in the tournament a couple years ago. Uh, Tennessee is missing their point guard. Hard. I, you know they played really well when he was out during the regular season. I don't, I don't know that that's going to hurt them too badly. Uh, Kentucky is all over the place. Providence, uh, you know that guy's getting a lot of attention. Coach Cooley, maybe the next coach at Georgetown, and and Marquette is playing as well as anybody in the country. It, I think it is the most wide open region. Who you got, Marquette? All right, you got the Marquette uh... against Duke. To go to the Final Four. Okay. All right. To the Midwest, Houston, the number one. Everybody wondering about the status of uh, Sasser, who had a great performance here in Minji's and a great performance just about every night he plays. Texas is the two there. Getting a lot of love, especially from me, because I have them going all the way, Coach. Uh, you've got Miami, who earlier in the year at full strength, I thought could be a Final Four contender. Now they are banged up. They're the five in there. Indiana is the four. Xavier is the three. How about uh, Houston, Texas, and the rest of the Midwest? Who do you like there? Yeah, I, I like Houston and Texas to get to the you know to the game before uh, deciding uh, who advances to uh, to Houston of all places. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Texas is playing really good, and I you know if Sasser isn't a hundred percent, Houston is a little bit limited. They're they're a little limited offensively anyway, but they usually make up for that with playing great defense. And Kelvin has been there before. Rodney Terry has not, but Texas is just playing so well. My guy Steve Rockefort coaching with Buzz Williams there Did you see at Texas Rock A&M. Leave the bench the other night. Uh, no, I didn't. There was a bad call, and he just walked, got up, and walked off. <laughs> and they they finally panned out why, and he was standing about twenty feet off the end of the bench. And I think he was just cooling off, so yeah. he didn't didn't say or do something crazy. But uh, I haven't I haven't had the heart to text him and ask him about it because I know they're pretty busy uh, getting ready for Penn State, another team that plays just like them. That that will be a war. Yeah, I, I got that circled. I, I kind of went and picked out my favorite games of each time window. Thursday early, Thursday afternoon, and so on and so forth. Penn State A&M is up there for me. I definitely want to be in front of my TV for that one. Is A&M, you hear 
this team should get in, shouldn't get in, all that. I've heard, I've seen this with Duke a little bit, but with A and M, is seven fair? Should they have been maybe a, a better seed in your opinion? You know, you, you finish second in that league, you would think it would earn a little bit more respect, but uh, I think the eye test uh, tells you they're they're not great. They mm-hmm. get everything they can out of their talent, uh, but uh, but I don't, I don't know that they have enough uh, bullets in that gun. They 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 do play really well together. But uh, and you got to give them a lot of credit. But I, I think they're probably seated about right. A lot of talk about a double-digit seat advancing here, Coach. Whether it uh, being Drake over Miami or Kent State, Indiana, you got a you got an upset or two there. I don't. I, I don't. Th- I don't believe it. Okay. I, I really don't. Uh, I think an interesting game in that bracket though is Auburn Iowa. Oh yeah. Uh, first of all, because Iowa, uh, Auburn Iowa and uh, Alabama, whoever they play, uh, they're both in Birmingham. That that's going to be a really expensive ticket, but. Auburn can't score and Iowa can score so that ought to be uh, kind of a mismatch if you're Kelvin Sampson are you a little upset now you might get Iowa and you'll have all Houston fans there probably but if it is Auburn and you play them in Birmingham, you're going to have a lot of Tigers fans there. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, that, that happens every now and then, and uh, you know sometimes you think it might be intentional. <laughs> All right, let's go to the West where it is stacked: uh, Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn. I, I love Arkansas, and they haven't been great this year. But on any night, they could be. Uh, you know, one of the top 10 teams in the country. VCU upset-minded St. Mary's. Jeff Nadeau, who we talk to a lot, loves St. Mary's and the way they play. TCU out of the Big 12. I mean, this is a stacked bracket, Coach. The survival of the fittest here. So how's it end up in your opinion? Yeah, it really is. So you, you could see Kansas in the Final Four for sure. Arkansas, I'm like you. I, I really like them. And, you know, the, I, the thing about them, I don't know if they get it done every single night on the offensive end. St. Mary's VCU might be one of the very best first-round games games. Uh, VCU plays a completely different style of play. Uh, can they impose their will against St. Mary's? St. Mary's is awfully good and, and tested. UConn is back to playing as well as they did early in the year. And uh, so, you know, are I, they a threat? I didn't even mention the Patino factor there as oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Iona. So. Yeah. You know, you might coach both teams. Yeah. Anybody, <laughs> yeah. A, uh, TCU has, has really played well lately. Gonzaga is, this is the first time they've been the under the radar team usually they yep. have a, a you know a target on their chest but uh but i think they come in the tournament not anybody really expected much out of them but i but i expect a lot out of them and ucla they're mad they're always mad but they they did lose their best defender yeah. and uh um you know that they're, they're pretty much assured to get at least a couple rounds but uh, i don't know i don't know if they can get past the zags or not man there's gonna be some awesome games there in the west coach who do you have surviving who's in the elite eight i've got Cam- Kansas against uh, Gonzaga. Yeah. Okay. Can can the Zags get them? They can, but I, I still think Kansas is. Uh uh, I, you know, I know they're the defending champions, and I don't think there's any resting on those laurels. I think Bill Self is a difference maker. So you got Bama, you've got Marquette, you've got Houston or Texas. I've got Texas. Okay. I've, got, I've actually got Bama and Duke and Kansas and Texas. Oh, you got Duke beating yeah, Marquette. I had Mar- yeah, I had Marquette getting to the. Okay, gotcha. And so, um, and then you've got Kansas uh, against Texas in the Final Four. I got Texas against Bama, and a football game is going to break out. <laughs> All right, who's who? You got cutting it down. Tell me, Texas. You know, it hurts me as a former Auburn guy, but uh, roll, roll tie. Yikes! I, uh, I, I am one hundred percent with Shirley. 
It could be bad for either one of us. I don't Shirley, know. you got Bama as well? You're rolling Tide? Yeah. Okay. Roll Tide. We've got the same Final Four and the same champion. Wow. Why don't I just talk to Why did I even bring you in? That's a good question. <laughs> Several people have asked that. Chandler, mainly. <laughs> Coach, let's go back to 1997. Uh, Chattanooga, the 14 seed, knocking off Georgia. Uh, to advance to round two, and then the font is too small uh, to tell me who you beat in uh, in round two. So Illinois, you can, you Lon can remind Kruger. me. Lon Kruger, ninety seven. Tubby trying Smith, to think who would have been on that Lon team. Kruger. So you're just knocking off legendary coaches left and right. Yeah. Then, then we <laughs> ran into the honor. Then we ran into legendary Pete Gillen, and he. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. And, but he, it wasn't Pete so much as it was God Sham God because we couldn't stay between him and the basket. Austin Crozier. Austin Crozier. That's. I right. remember that Duke yep. Providence game before uh, they played Chattanooga. Yeah. How about that? Also remember about that year that I really thought North Carolina. Uh, was going to win it all, and they uh, did not. They lost to Miles Simon, Jason Terry. That's right. And, and be- right before that, uh, Arizona beat Providence, but in triple overtime. Oh, wow. And we lost uh, We lost by five to uh, to Providence and, and missed enough layups and free throws to, to win the game going away. Man. I'm still mad about it. Yeah. Uh, I do remember God Sham God. He was uh, – he had the handles uh, like no other. Uh, but, man, that was uh, an awesome run. What do you remember, Coach, about that that couple of weeks? Like, I mean, how do you even describe that? Well, it, it was interesting because we – this was our fourth time in five years going to the tournament. And uh, and we had a really veteran group. We had five fifth-year guys, which at that time was a really old team. And now, now it's routinely old. Fifth year is in like red shirts, yeah. not like transfers and stuff yeah, like no, you see today. Shirts, yeah. yeah, But we did have a lot of transfers too. But okay. but uh, but we, we were an old team. We had played – we were four and seven January 1st. And then won 11 in a row and went on to win our conference tournament. But we got a good draw because Georgia wasn't a three seed. Uh, They had played well, got all the way to the finals of the SEC, and they bumped them up to a three. Uh, We were better than a 14. uh, So so we knew right away we had a little bit of a shot. And neither Illinois nor – Georgia had a big man. They they both had six eight six nine centers who weren't dominant, um, and that's where we usually got beat. We got we ran into Scott Pollard and oh, yeah. Ostertag and <laughs> Rodney Rogers and uh, Travis right. Knight from Yukon. Uh, we kept running into these big centers every time we got to the NCAA, and we finally ran into a team without a dominant center, and uh, we were awfully confident because of that. And then we got we jumped on uh, Georgia. I think we were ahead twenty-two to two or something. Right. Uh, just jumped on it like crazy. Uh, Ninety-seven was that also the Bryce Drew year with Valpo? It was around that Probably time. Was, I think yeah. it was Probably when was, uh, yeah. they knocked off Ole Miss. So I remember that tournament very, very well. Some awesome names you mentioned yeah. there. I think Hampton, uh, a fifteen seed, they might have won the same day we did. Beat, <clears throat> beat somebody in the. I thought that was a little later, but that uh, the player picked up the coach. Yeah. I remember, and he's Steve running Murfield. around the court. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> they beat. Wasn't South Carolina, was it? I thought it was somewhere in the Big Twelve. Oh, it was uh, Tinsley, Iowa State. I was Jamal Big, Tinsley. Big Twelve. Yep. Yep. Um, coach, and you brought up something. If you really want to dive into this stuff, which I enjoy doing, it is about matchups, right? I mean, it's not about 
all right, who did this team beat during the year? What's their record? What was their non-conference schedule? It's about, okay, are they guard heavy? Do they have a big man? I was watching uh, one of the smaller conferences tournaments games, and they've got two guys that are seven put, foot they'll put on the court at the same time. And it's about matchups this time of year. And you really got to dissect it to see who's got what. All matchups. And also, the, you know, there, there are a couple things that we had going for us. I told you we were an older team. We'd also been four out of five, so we weren't happy just to get there right. anymore. Uh, we had played a really non uh, tough non-conference schedule, so we were used to that. Um, and in my time at uh, Chattanooga, we beat l- – listen to the folks that we that we beat there. Auburn, Alabama, uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State, UAB, Texas, Penn State. Uh, we we beat a lot of good basketball programs, so that really wasn't a big deal for us. And then you add to the fact that we had a lottery pick on the team. That helped, too. <laughs> Who's that lottery pick? Johnny Taylor, who went to the Orlando Magic. Okay, all right. Mag McCarthy joining us. Coach, uh, you'll be on the radio call coming up, right, for Virginia Tech women's basketball? I'll be on the Learfield uh, broadcast for Virginia Tech, and uh, I did three of their games on radio this year at NC State, at Duke, and at North Carolina, and uh, uh, they're having a good year and did a bunch of tele- television there obviously with the acc network but uh yeah i enjoy the radio is a little bit different uh you don't uh, get quite as in-depth but uh but it's a little faster pace and uh i've I've enjoyed being on the radio broadcast well coach i've enjoyed having you on our radio program thank you sir always fun uh by the way did your pick oh no you know what i saw that harvick was cruising to a victory they had a caution did he end up winning no because of the caution oh no it was like well he was cruising with what two or three laps left or something yeah inside of 10 yeah inside of 10 and uh who ended up winning i didn't even see it uh who cares lord william byron lord william byron man you had the pick. I did. And, uh, and they, I nailed it. And they fixed it. They always uh, it's rigged. <laughs> Coach, thanks for hanging out, man. That was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Coach Mack joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. Hopefully he helped with your bracket. If not, we'll consult Shirley and get the full details on the bracket uh, later on in the show. All right, we'll take a break, come back, wrap up hour number one. We'll get into some baseball talk in hour two with Mike Mullis and back to hoops talk with David Glenn as well. It's all ahead. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Eric, I'm sorry I missed your question. Can Coach Matt comment on what Charles Barkley's NIL deal was? That's uh, That'd be a great story. We'll get that one next time when Coach Max on the air, if he's willing to divulge such information. All right, Molly going to join us here in a few minutes. He is filling out a bracket, and we're going to break down Molly's bracket just because I know he doesn't want to. But no, we'll talk a lot of baseball coming up with Molly in just a moment. Shirley, uh, can we get our flight by Yingling practice report 
we'll go basketball edition women's basketball edition we'll have kim mcneil those comments later can we get sania johnson from sunday night had a chance to talk to the most outstanding player of the aac women's tournament when she found out the team's fate that they would be taking on the texas Longhorns. so let's hear uh, sania from sunday night just talk about the emotions of tonight. Obviously, it's been emotional winning the championship. Mm-hmm. But then tonight, to see your name called tonight, what, did that, what was that like? I keep telling everybody it's so surreal. Um, we've been on cloud nine since Thursday night. Just this experience, just this overall, it's just overwhelming. Um, I keep telling I can't put into words to express how I feel right now. I've just been on cloud nine. Every time I see anything posted about it, I'm just tears of joy. Thursday night, tears of joy. I was just crying. All the hard work just paid off, and it's just a relief to know that our hard work has paid off. What was it like to be the MVP of the tournament? I keep telling people that I wasn't even thinking about that at all. I just wanted to win so bad, so I was going to go out there and do anything I had to do to help my team win. What do you think about the matchup going to Texas, back to Texas? Back to Texas. Um, I think we have a real good chance. Um, I know Texas, from what I've seen, they're also a very good defensive team, so I think it's going to be another defensive matchup as well. Sunil, what was it like just sitting there? Obviously, you knew you were in, but having to wait, wait so long. Yeah, basically sitting on the edge of your seat. Uh, I kept pressing record and having to start over, but when we finally seen our name come up there, it was just relief, you know, joy, excitement. Um, going into this season, I knew that I would have to step up, um, having conversation with my coaches, knowing that I would have to be that leader and that person to just kind of help keep things together, especially on the court. Um, everyone has nerves, you know, going into something like that. So I really just try to, like, keep my team together, you know, keep talking to them, letting them know, like, we're okay, you know, even though we were down or something, or if we're up, like, we got to keep playing hard, fighting hard. So I take that position, you know, really. Can you talk about how crazy the last couple of days have been for you? You threw out the first pitch yesterday. Was it a strike? Missed, missed a little bit. We might have been outside the box a little bit. But, you know, it was kind of far. I had to kind of um, underestimate how far it was. But, yeah, the, these last couple of days have been, like I said, we've been on cloud nine. We're just really excited. There is Sania Johnson, East Carolina guard. And um, in sports, when you have a crush on an athlete, it's called a man crush. I guess in this case, Chandler and I have a woman crush on Sania Johnson for what she does on the court. But just the the leadership, I loved her postgame interviews on ESPN Plus throughout the AAC tournament. There was a just a focus on the task at hand. Uh, talked about. Uh, after the first win how they just said they weren't going home tonight and then she said and we're not going home tomorrow night either and we're going to be here and we're going to win a championship and uh her words were prophetic uh she got the job done her team got the job done they will be taking on texas late night saturday night we'll be here with you inside the pirate radio studios for another watch along chan man was out there friday night when uh the team received an ovation when they walked into Minji's at the Hall of Fame Annex uh, there in Minji's. And Chandler uh, got a little one-on-one with Kim McNeil. That was uh, good to see, Chan Man. Good yeah. job there. Yeah, I appreciate that. And also, you told me that um, a few um, older women uh, yeah. talked to you. Yeah, just not the demographics I thought would be watching us late at night on a Saturday, uh, on a Thursday night. But I did have three or four um, ladies come up to me and say that they enjoyed our watch-along for the championship. <laughs> that game. is 
let me just say I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize um, for... And the- at that time, I was like, I just said, thank you, appreciate it, thanks for tuning in, and then I didn't realize until... You know, you. I told you, and you were like, "Oh my God!" The things like, that we That's said, good. and you're like, "The things that we said and did," and I was like, "Oh gosh!" But they, hey, they they must have enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, or either they were lying to me and said that they. Please forgive us. We know not what we do or say. And now we're talking about a ten o'clock Saturday night game. It's going to get even wilder in Bring here. Bring it on. So um, we hope that all ages uh, – well, at one point in that show the other night, I said if your kids are watching, let me know so I can call social services because yeah. they should be in bed. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I did say – I think I told you, like, you need to watch your language or pipe it down a little bit. You're like, no, if their kids are up, then that is shame on the parents. Yep, let's get those – I'm going to call social – Yeah, these parents arrested. Yeah, so, yeah, but uh, – it, we're going to be back at it 10 o'clock Saturday night. Oh, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I like that we have the mully cam back there going as he has uh, completed his bracket and will be on. I think he's got to complete. When we return on Pirate Radio Live. That was your Flight by Yingling ECU practice report. More with Kim McNeil coming up later on. Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. Don't just raise the glass. Raise the bar. Raise it. Flight by Yingling, wherever beer is sold. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour 2, Pirate Radio Live. Molly Man will join us. We'll talk some baseball. And David Glenn will run down uh, what's going on in the ACC, the ACC teams in the tournament. What does he think about Houston out of the American and Memphis out of the American advancing in this year's tournament? We'll get his thoughts on year one of Mike Schwartz and more. All that, hour two, on the way. Pirate Radio Live. Glad you're rolling with us. We're back after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back from Sales to Service. Greenville Auto World has all of your vehicle needs covered. You can shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, they have a full service and repair facility. They do brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World right across from Speedway at Bells Fork and online at greenvilleautoworld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton for his sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Flip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Hour 2 on a lovely Tuesday in eastern North Carolina. A little chilly, but nice and sunny outside. If you are a complete weirdo and are not into March Madness, the NCAA tournament, or baseball, if that doesn't get your sports juices going, there's something wrong with you. But you know what? I should not judge. There is football going on, folks. We have... Hot off the presses, football photos on our social media accounts of ECU spring football practice. And we will have comments from Mike Houston coming up later on this afternoon. So if baseball, basketball is not enough, uh, we got some football coming your way as well. Exciting times. Exciting times, Mike Mullis. A lot of baseball to discuss. Uh, We'll talk a little hoops as well. Mully man, how you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm fired up. This is a great week. I love this Thursday, Friday. 
I love this Saturday, Sunday. I am ready for wall-to-wall NCAA tournament action coming up beginning Thursday right here on Pirate Radio. we got the first four tonight, if you're into it. A couple of games on True TV tonight and tomorrow night. Uh, but the madness is here. Mully, you did fill out a bracket. You got it up quick. I like it. You just kind of go. Uh, don't overthink it. No. Go with uh, go with what you know. Go with your gut. And you've got back-to-back. Rock Chalk. Jayhawk. Going with your guy, Joe Dooley. Yeah, and I think maybe they get a little inspiration from uh, getting self back on the bench. And, uh, you know, they're obviously good enough. It's just a matter of uh, they've kind of they, – they've been up and down, but a little Jekyll and I, which I – you know, I guess you expect a lot of that when you have uh, so many, you know, younger guys. They 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 have managed to get a little older than than some, but still, uh, you know, the one and done. So, you know, you expect the the to see that affect the the, the level of play. Uh, John Monroe says Mully probably doesn't pick any upsets. Well, John, that is not no, that's not completely true. true. You got Charleston going Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I, I, I again, I, I heard you know, on the way in Max' description of the way they play. I thought it was pretty cool. You know, they're kind of a gritty. And I, you know, I like that kind of stuff. And you know, you got a guy that's been there for you know, twenty two years, or whatever, playing basketball, still eligible in college. <laughs> I think that's you know, those that, are the stories of that, March. That that merits uh, consideration. And, and those dudes are not just going to let somebody beat them. They may get out talented, but they're not going to just uh, be beaten. Fun time, man. Looking forward to that coming up. Uh, in the meantime, we got a lot of baseball to discuss, Molly. The Pirates go 5-0 and uh, last week, and it starts a week ago from today where you've got Buff Bagwell. I can't remember his first name, but Bagwell, the pitcher for Queens, throwing 139 pitches, performance of a lifetime. East Carolina still gets the win as they're able to get to him a little bit and then end up getting to the bullpen, winning in extra innings. They're in the powder purple. People were melting down, and that was just day one of a 5-0 and week for ECU. You know, and, yeah, Queens is uh, Queens is not very good. I mean, in all, in all fairness, and that kid – uh, that was the the outing of a lifetime. That's one he dreamed about. You know, and honestly, man, he was one out away. Makarovic rolls the ball over that uh, they can't convert the out on, and, and that's the tying run. And then, you know, they got to the bullpen, and you had to expect that the bullpen for Queens was not going to be uh, very stout. But, yeah, no, a great week. I, I, um, you know, the way they went out played against Liberty, I mean, really not a whole lot of holes in that. And, and that's – uh, I, I don't Is think Liberty that bad. Well, no, that and that's what I was going to say. I don't think that's the Liberty team that we've kind of been a, accustomed to seeing with uh, Scott Jackson there. But you know, maybe they're trying to kind of figure it out as well. You know, still being early in the year. But he, here's the things that I see that I'm like, man, okay, this these are difference makers. Uh, Moylan's at bats are exponentially better than they were a couple weeks ago. So he's showing signs of life. And again, it's not just his offensive production it's the things that the way he's taking the ball the way he's you know kind of the way he's seen it and his whole his whole whole approach and his stature seems to be better just like he's just in a better place and obviously man we saw Michael Ravich get back on the right side of the plate and I don't think he saw but about seven pitches and ended up with two home runs uh, two doubles a handful of RBI and it was I mean you could tell he was locked in and excited to be over there and I think it was kind of a game time decision as whether or not you know he was going to try it from the right side so you you know you start to see those things coupled with the pitching the pitching is is quite frankly been better than average it's been really oh, yeah. it's been really good since I, that duke game it's been stellar yeah no I, I and i think you see um trey savage with the strikeout numbers 
I mean, he's going to be there at the end of the year with being in the mix with with leading the country in strikeouts. I mean, he just he strikes he, out a he lot. He might of not be the top guy on the team. Josh Gross. Well, Gross is up there too. <laughs> you're right, but you know, you're savage with that breaking ball. It's a swing and miss breaking ball. I think the interesting battle that we're going to see, you know, kind of develop is what happens behind the plate uh, and who does that free up to DH. Uh, I I still kind of question exactly where McChrystal is health wise. And one of the indicators to me was like in his second at bat in kind of an awkward time, they had him bunt. And it was a really, it didn't make sense, but I think it was more of a protective deal, uh, trying to, you know, kind of ease him back in there. From what I understand, uh, the issues he's had have been on the kind of finish and follow through of the swing. Uh, so maybe it was one of those deals, hey, let's just, you know, let's just get you back into a rhythm uh, and, and we'll, we'll selectively take, uh, you know, aggressive at bat. So, I think the shortstop situation is going to be interesting. We've obviously seen uh, musical chairs in the outfield, and I think that's probably going to continue uh, at least for a little while. It seems like Coward, you know, Jenkins Coward settling back into right field, and you've seen a lot of Riley Johnson in center uh, left field. It, you know, it's kind of interesting. That's been a position that's been a little bit of a revolving door and not knowing exactly, you know, what's where Hoover's at offensively, I think it's got a lot to do with that. So uh, still some things to work out, but man, I think some great positive signs of life. Positive to see. You mentioned two names there. McChrystal, good to see him in the lineup, but Riley Johnson, good to see him return after running into the wall. Yep. And I'm I'm there. I didn't get a great angle on it. I know he stayed down for a long time, Molly. Uh were you at the park or were you watching? No, I, I had all, yeah, I was watching on TV. We'd already left. So you got a good shot. I mean, yeah. he, I mean he it took it, a shot. He, he, he smoked it. Yeah. I mean it those are always scary deals. I mean it, it you know, you just catch it a little higher, a little bit low, and you get in a rib or, you know, whatever. So yeah, I mean, yeah, good to see him back up and then, you know, maybe uh, you know, home run, I think, next at bat or whatever. So, And know, who is not going to get in his own head? He comes in, gets a couple walks, gets a base hit. Yeah, that's, like, that's the game he plays. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, how about he is the he has the most runs scored on the team, Molly? Well, he comes, and he's hitting 130. Right, he stays on base a lot. And, you know, I think it's different, too. We had all become very accustomed to seeing Hoover show bunt, pull back, and then, and then fight into his at bat. We kind of saw that early in the year, really early. We're still early in the year, but uh, then it kind of got away from that where he was going up and, and, and maybe in a more aggressive thought process. And I don't know if that suits him. I don't know that he's not a guy that would rather be a defensive offensive player, uh, spool pitches, get deep in counts, look, draw walks. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where he settles. Mike Mullis joining us. Johnny Stats joining us. Johnny Robertson. Always drops in some nuggets for us, Mully. Here's uh, some numbers this week. The stats to consider. We need to get this sponsored. Johnny brings the stats. Uh, during their 5-0 week, the bullpen did not allow a single run in the 7th through the 10th innings as eight Pirate relievers combined to throw 19 and a third scoreless innings. Yeah. Great stat, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, the Pirates have scored three or more runs in an inning 20 times this season. Their opponents have only done it twice, the first game versus George Washington and against Duke. So the runs do come in bunches. We have seen that for this team against North Carolina and uh, especially uh, during the weekend against Liberty. Yeah, no, and they, again, I, interesting week this week with what uh, we got uh, Wilmington tonight and then uh, VCU tomorrow, is that right? No, we've been, Mar- we been married tomorrow and then uh, Missouri State coming in for the I weekend. I not Missouri State at all. So, I mean – 
you know, you would think there would still be some offensive opportunities there. I mean, you would think that we still have an opportunity to see a lot of different guys play. Um, you know, the thing I hate about tonight is I uh, the, the the television broadcast, I guess, is going to be on uh, Flow. Flow Sports. Excuse and, me, Flow. Uh, yeah, I don't have access to that, and I, and I don't know this for a fact, but I, and I don't know if they've announced the starter, but I would imagine Root would go tonight, uh, and I would uh, – I just – and, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a big – Big Root fan, so I'd love to see him, you know, pitch. He went, uh, was it Friday we saw him? No, he threw uh, the last midweek game, threw at Elon, like five. Oh, that's right. Five, five and so six. To close it out, yeah. basically, yep, against Elon. Had yeah, an extended, extended outing there. So you kind of felt like maybe he was possibly going to see him on Sunday. Obviously, Sunday was, was washed, and uh, so it would make sense that he would be up to go tonight. Mully joining us. Missouri State, by the way, coming up this weekend. They are 9-5 and five on the season. Played against number 12 Oklahoma State. Lost a midweek slugfest, 12-10 in that one. But they are coming off a series win over Suey. Southern Illinois. S-I-U-E. S-I. Oh, uh, something Evansville. Maybe Southern Illinois S- University, Evansville. Maybe, something like yeah. That. Uh, Edwardsville. Edwardsville, I believe it is. So anyway, uh, we got them coming up this weekend. Pirates top 10 now in uh, the D1 polls. Doesn't matter, but uh, they're kind of finding their footing here. And uh, Mully playing some some good baseball. Man, I, and, and just getting better. I mean, I, that's, that's what's – I mean, it's so good to see, you know, from where they started the season and even, even having the early success against Carolina – both teams kind of really seem to be trying to figure each other out a little bit, uh, but the Pirates are kind of you know going in the right direction. And again, I, I mean, I think this team's going to be a lot of fun to watch for the, the entirety of the season. You know anything about Wilmington? Any local guys or anything, Molly? You know what? I, I don't know off the top of my head if they have any local flavor there. Uh, any guys from from Pitt County or the surrounding area? But you know, Wilmington's always going to scrap. They're they're always going to be a, a good club. You know, I I made a comparison going into uh, this weekend or this past weekend with liberty i thought we would see kind of the campbell style of play but we i mean we really didn't i I kind of whiffed on that one that's that's historically what you've gotten out of scott jackson clubs where gritty gonna you know kind of keep the ball in play you know and pitch it pretty good they had great pitching numbers coming in but uh just did not uh you know the pirates were just too much for them i talked about this yesterday with hoover and moylan and jenkins coward about when you're facing a staff that is giving up 34 walks during a weekend and just so many walk after walk after walk you know how off balance does a hitter get in uh in that situation and they said that even going into the weekend they had starred a couple of guys as effectively wild and just kind of keeps you on your toes and uh, it's got to be tough uh for a hitter almost more so than if a guy's like dotting the corners molly but it, it's hard to coach against a guy like that it kind of takes the bun out of order where you're afraid to turn around and show it and you know in a situation where you're i don't want to say trying to sneak it in but where you're trying to be a little more stealthy there that if a guy's all over the place it's kind of you know hard to bunt a fastball with any velocity that's you know all over the place so it it changes some of the strategy there hit and run kind of goes out the window right you got to have a strike throw to hit and run on them uh so yeah the, that those those effectively wild guys uh, can be just that and it, it, it is it's very again velocity with the effect of wildness adds to the effectiveness and it's you know you get a guy in the box uh or, or you know, you're in the batter's box a guy out there throwing mid 90s and not real sure where it's going uh there's been movies made about that and we've seen even in all-star games with John John Crook facing Randy Johnson. And Randy Johnson was that guy that was a little bit effectively wild, uh, made another all-star a little uncomfortable. Mike Mullis joining us. Molly, did you see the uh, worst call in baseball history over the weekend? 
where the umpire yeah. rang up the kid. Yeah, uh, sure did. And I guess was fired. I'm gonna try to find the. Yeah, uh, I know he was at least suspended, but it was he felt like he was showing up on the pitch before, yeah. and then the next pitch was gonna be called a strike wherever it was thrown. That's taking it to extremes. I mean, it, that is kind of a been a thing in baseball that if you show the umpire up fully expect the next pitch is going to be a fairly fairly liberal strike uh this one was not even i mean it wasn't even close i mean it's not even close enough to reasonably consider it a strike so yeah i think the umpire you know he's going to end up uh on the on the on the outs on this and, and apparently that that player uh he leads the country in stolen bases and uh well, is just that kind of electric kind of personality and and it, his reaction to the previous strike call was probably a little egregious but it certainly wasn't enough to merit the umpire yeah. making a fool of himself well the umpire didn't even not, did he give him a warning or say anything uh, like, I, you know i do I, that I, don't <laughs> give him a strike on a ball in the dirt right and it was outside. a ball in the down and away i mean it was terrible it was yeah. terrible so yeah We've seen the uh, the return of the uh, the the uh, out call for the you know for the guys. Did you see the guy stepping out of the box, letting the umpire get back behind the plate, getting the balls in minor league baseball or in spring training, and so he's giving the umpire the courtesy, like step out of the box, let the umpire regather himself, oh, right, get right, back right. in the back, yeah. you know, and the umpire puts him on the clock and actually calls him out for being out of the box. So <laughs> you know, th- th- it's gotten a little bit. Uh, it, 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 you know, wow. again, I guess all we can. So wait, you're saying the ump when he like got hit by a pitch, basically? No, the ump went over to get baseballs. Oh, you know, he oh, was out of okay. base. So the so the batter oh, because okay. the pitcher had the baseball by rule, the batter's supposed to be in the box, even though the ump's even though the ump is okay. over having you know pizza and a beer. Yeah, but he's he stays out of the box, letting the umpire get back Jeez, into his please. position. I always thought you were saying you know sometimes if a, a foul ball hits ump, yeah, you, pitch, yeah, you the batter will. Yeah, you, you're supposed to let him catch your breath, or so I'm going to start counting while he's on his knees. I guess like, if the pitcher's <laughs> got the ball back, yeah. So I, yeah, it's a, uh, I don't know, but it, it strikes again, and I, I, I it, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, baseball's that game where they can play 162 games and then have to have a play in, right? It becomes so tight that one win uh, with the better teams um, can have a huge impact. So. I'm going to be really curious to see how some of these new rules, or if they right. have any bearing on what happens in you know at the major league level. Molly, how much of the World Baseball Classic have you been tuned into? I've watched a, a fair amount of it. I've enjoyed it. I, I do think again the you know with with um, if there is a downside, and of course I guess with everything there's some type of downside or most everything they. Um, you know the way the, the the U.S. pitching staff is having to be handled because of all the mandates by the by the parent teams. Uh, you know, it 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 takes away it takes away what this is supposed to be about, and that is each country's best players going out and playing their best game to see who the best team is. But you know, when you have these mandates, and my guy can only throw X number of innings, and this guy can, you know, only throw X number of pitches, it's, it's more like all. It's unfo- yeah, it's unfortunate. It becomes <clears throat> it, it becomes a true exhibition, and I don't think that was what it was intended to be. I believe we got some uh, action going now. Yeah, I, I think Canada on, uh, and Colombia are playing each other right now. Saw on Twitter last night, Molly, a Downey's Wood Ducks pitcher was facing off against USA. Well, uh, and, and so Canada. and that's the thing with the with a lot of the you know the other countries they've got minor leaguers or you know whatever the case may be. Uh, I look, I would love to see this, and I don't know how they would ever do it because of the lack of collegiate players necessarily from other countries. But it would be very interesting to see this play with amateur players, with you know, with college age, or even if you took 
college and the best high school players in the country kind of melded them together and let them play uh that would be kind of an interesting deal but i have enjoyed this i i, I you know it's kind of funny i know i, I have the the reputation and, and tendencies of a traditionalist, but I do enjoy the Latin American players, man. I, none of that, none of their emotion is manufactured. It's all in the moment and it's all uh, truly genuine. So I, I enjoy, I enjoy seeing that. I also enjoy seeing where like, or I find it interesting where a guy plays for like, I think Marcus Stroman played for Canada last year and he's playing for Puerto Rico this year <laughs> or so, you know, so it's kind of, uh, where's my maybe where's my number one better chance to make a team number two if i'm good enough which team has a better chance of of surviving ronald acuna jr and venezuela won earlier today against i believe that is nicaragua uh canada and colombia going on right now and later tonight you've got a couple of more games so we're watching this on fox sports 2 as uh, fox sports carrying the world baseball classic so how does it work molly are there groups is like world cup style let me yeah it's you got the pool see the pool up there you got the different pools and they okay. play play out of their pool and then they uh seat it out into a into a tourney usa two and one right now in their pool play uh japan the uh and venezuela the undefeated teams right now four and oh and three and oh respectively so there you go got that going on as spring training is going on in major league baseball all right uh molly what else you, you fired Clipper, up Clipper, I, I did get a text from my good buddy mike ward that said that there is a uh, player from pitt community college that is now at wilmington i think it's tyler art maybe okay uh uh, anyway, maybe that's right. I, I know how my glasses on. Anyway, yeah, a player that uh, has gone over, and then uh, he also said he had, he had read somewhere that he thought um, that maybe Jake Hunter would start tonight. But who knows? I, you know, I, I, oh, I believe I saw that. You? I believe, yeah. Now that he mentions that, I think I saw uh, Jake Hunter will be on the mound. And you've got two midweek games. That's this right. Week, that's so right. Maybe you. Yeah, you maybe we get to tomorrow. see Root tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, did Mike mention anything about how the Mets are going to lose to the Braves wow. this year? Wow. Sorry, Mike. I did not bring that up. That's probably true, though. I mean, <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, the Mets, nobody can outbet the Mets. Uh, how about some big moves, Mully? And, and I know this is probably off your radar this time of year. Uh, did you see where Heineke the hero is going, Chandler? Breaking NFL news that could affect Chandler on Sundays. He's back in the South. Atlanta Falcons signing Taylor Heineke. No, we Washington. were we were just saying when you guys were wrapping up with Mike uh, Chandler and I were talking. It's been a crazy free agent kind of run here. I mean, with the the, the you know you've obviously seen Garoppolo to the Raiders yeah. and uh, you know uh, I guess uh, uh, the the Saints pick up uh, shoot who the Saints pick up uh, Derek Carr Derek Carr and then and, and Jameis apparently. Jameis is coming back. And Sam, what a waste. And yeah. Sam Darnold's gone to uh, where'd he go? He went to San Fran. San Fran. Yeah. And then like uh, you know, as you as you mentioned, Jimmy G's going to um Las Vegas and they were showing all these graphics of the the offensive power they have on that team with Josh Jacobs, uh Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Now you can scratch him for yeah, that he's graphic. Gone. Because now he's going to the Giants. I don't like that. So what is so I, I didn't hear your take. What what's the uh, house take on uh the Panthers? trade for the number one overall pick well i mean is who in my in my opinion i guess i'm gonna answer my own question first before i get y'all's answers but i i don't think there's a guy that merits all that in this year's draft i think that i've seen that that, uh, the problem is if you do that then it is going to be universally known who you're taking in this case is it i mean is it stroud is it young is it somebody else you don't know so for that reason and my whole thing is who is that guy 
Yeah. Who coming out this year that you're like, man, this dude could change our whole trajectory of our franchise? I don't know. The Panthers have a decision to make because I think the top the, the top two guys they want is either Stroud or Young. Then they've got what a month and a half to kind of figure out who they're going to take there. But there's also I've seen reports that there's you know a possibility of us maybe going back a spot or two so trade I mean, that pick to get a couple right. that's just like the costner movie right like draft, draft day, day where he traded to get this guy and he got the guy that he wanted but he had the you know he made a huge trade to get the number one pick and pulled off some shenanigans late to move it but yeah i don't know i, I thought that was interesting also my guy looks like uh looks like we are going to be aaron Rodgers free apparently he gave molly this is hilarious I, this is the first i'm seeing this about the list the list i so saw that That's i heard good. about alan lazard randall cobb randall cobb why now why does he randall cobb owes him something's up randall cobb yeah. must owe him money <laughs> how about mercedes lewis mercedes lewis who's like 47 he years played old. with uh the magic man don he did Mikowski no he didn't play that long. i know uh but he is old but this is what i'm laughing at that i just saw uh, reportedly aaron Rodgers. he's got his wish list of jets uh free agents for the jets to get that list includes Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Rogers Beckham, bring them up for the circus. I mean, town, yeah, that, that is <laughs> why this why, just uh, feels like it is going to completely implode. I might be wrong. They might be. It feels like to me one of these Washington situations from the early 2000s where they bring in Dion and Bruce Smith and all these guys and they just stick. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, and I heard somebody else say this. I don't remember what I was watching or listening to, but is it not ironic as much as Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre did not get along, but Aaron Rodgers is taking the entire page out of the Brett Favre playbook, the late in career, retire, unretire, I may retire, I may not retire. Uh, or I'll just go to the Jets. <laughs> yeah. And I'll go on a four-day. And I'm going to continue to just get my way the entire yeah, time. Yeah, and, what, and, and tell you who to bring And in. whatever I want, I've got you guys held hostage because you're going to have to pay me ridiculous money. I know this because of fantasy. I didn't watch a lot of Jets last year. Garrett Wilson had an awesome year, the rookie receiver for the Jets. They also have the guy Elijah from Moore. yeah Ole Miss, yeah. Uh, Moore. So they've got young targets. Why do you need, like you said, Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis? Alan Lazard's okay, but I, I mean, it's almost like they're bringing in a bunch of locker room guys. Hey, we're gonna, hey, we're gonna bring Randall Cobb in to mentor these guys. And you know what? Don't give him a helmet and pads. Make him a coach. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Put him like on staff. I mean, put him on staff. Coach. Yeah. It, you know, it make him. You know, make it an official deal. Randall Cobb's my age. I mean, he's really close to it, and he's still out there. And he was. He was so bad last year. He was less than vanilla. He was bad. Yeah. I mean, it was nothing. He brought nothing to the table. But good. Look, hey, look. I hope it happens just for the stories. I well, mean. look, let him let him go, and then you know we'll deal with Jordan Love for a period of time, and then something will happen. And and apparently, you know, we're seeing again the NFL free agency kind of resembles the NBA right now, where it's almost like the the building of the super team, right? Where we're we're trying to move pieces to get as many uh, superstars together as possible, and. I mean, I guess that's that goes. It's kind of common sense, but um, yeah, it's it's an interesting deal. We need to get Jameis uh, in Green Bay. Jameis needs to start. I don't know. I don't understand why he's not starting. Uh, Shirley he throws to me picks. Oh yeah, that good news for your Dolphins, Shirley. The Dolphins uh, have locked up Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. So our Dolphins, Shirley, making the moves this oh, offseason. Right now, they're our Dolphins as long as two is healthy. Molly, thanks for hanging out, man. Yeah enjoyed it man did you yeah 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 good 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 all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return david glenn gonna join us 
Talk a little hoops. David Glenn just put out an article, How to Win Your NCAA Bracket Contest, a.k.a.'s DG's Educated Guesswork. So we'll go through those steps on how to win your bracket. We'll talk state. How far can they go? The Dukies are red hot. What does he think about the teams in the American? Houston and Memphis. All that coming up. Redbeard said, didn't Rodgers complain about not having help, yet he wants the same players that didn't help him? There you go. You figured it out. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, we will talk to former ECU tight end, Bryce Williams, he will join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. So got that on the way. I guess it's uh, David Glenn week here on Pirate Radio. We had Darren Vault on the show yesterday for the first time. He called some ECU baseball action over the weekend and was great to hook up with Darren for the first time. And today we've got the man himself, David Glenn. I guess tomorrow we'll have to get Hayes Permar and Josh Graham on the show or something. DG, great to have you back, man. How you doing? I am doing great, Clip. It's always fun to be with y'all at Pirate Radio, and maybe especially during March Madness, one of my favorite times of the year. No doubt about it. This Thursday, Friday, two of the best sports days, absolutely, of the year. We'll have wall-to-wall coverage for you right here on Pirate Radio beginning Thursday at noon. So tune in for that. We got first four action coming your way tonight. Well, DG is ready to help you win uh your bracket challenge this year and uh dg you you sent me this the um david glenn it's on chapelboro.com how to win your bracket and uh, i i've started reading i think i'm already messed up after your first point david so uh first of all how successful have you been in all your years here on earth in uh winning bracket challenges david well, I, I don't know if I'm much better than anybody else, but one cool thing about this particular bracket secret sauce, if you want to call it that, <laughs> is that I don't t- tell you which team you must pick to win the championship. What I do is narrow it from 68 teams. Some years these parameters I use narrow it down to four options. Other years it's six or seven options. But you, the reader, still get to exercise your autonomy and your prognostication freedom even after reading this particular approach to things, which, by the way, Clip, has correctly identified 21 of the last 22 NCAA champions. Wow. Who's that outlier? I'm curious. 21 of the 22 were at least in this small pool that I identify with this approach. The outlier was UConn. I believe that was 2014. Shabazz Napier. uh, yeah, the Huskies won as a relatively low seed. So, um, yeah, that was the outlier. 
But 21 out of 22 is pretty darn good. And again, I'm not picking the single team. I'm just narrowing the field dramatically to maximize people's chances of uh, whatever, winning some big bucks or just getting bragging rights around the office. And and I'm, my champion actually is not out of the running after your first step. Uh, it is very much in the running. And after running through uh, what you have here, I feel better about my Texas Longhorns pick. But uh, we will uh, run through some of the teams here. But you can check that out. Great read. Uh, first of all, it, it's entertaining. It's DG, but it's informative. Uh, so check that out, chapelboro.com as uh, DG, how to win your NCAA bracket contest. So, David, let's talk ACC. Do any of these ACC teams meet the criteria? Well, they're outside of that top three, but you, you, I know you like to ride a hot team this time of year, and Duke is just that. They win in Greensboro. They win the ACC tournament and are starting to become a popular pick, uh, David, right now in the NCAA tournament there in the East. So what do you think about Duke and their staying power here in March? Well, they're certainly the best team in the ACC right now, as they showed in Greensboro when they captured the ACC championship. The bottom line with Duke all year clip has been the Devils are one of the youngest teams in all of college basketball. You know, thanks to the COVID rules and the transfer portal and other things, college basketball is actually unusually old. If you look at Pitt's starting lineup tonight in one of these first four games, I'm not joking when I say this. The majority of those guys are 23 and 24 years old. David, I saw a stat. Pitt's starting lineup is older than the Oklahoma City Thunder starting lineup in the NBA. That's a great stat. (laughs) I knew you'd come up with something like that. I saw that earlier this year as well. That's just stunning. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from what Jeff Cable has done this year at Pitt. More power to him. It's hard to win with 19-year-olds or 24-year-olds. But Duke, in stark contrast, five of the Blue Devils' top seven players are true freshmen. And I thought all along, of course, John Shire is a rookie head coach as Coach K's successor. I thought all along, whereas all players tend to get a little better from November, December, all the way through March, freshmen tend to have a more dramatic curve. And sure enough, the only freshman who was ready to be great at Duke right away was Kyle Filipowski, who ended up being the ACC Freshman of the Year, deservedly so. But Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, Dariq Whitehead, Derek Lively, these guys were not very good back in November and December. I mean, talented, yes, but productive, consistent, reliable, no, not in November and December. Now they are. So John Shire has gone from a little bit of a roller coaster team that went to Raleigh a couple months ago and not only lost, but just got blown out of the building to a team that has won, what, eight or nine straight, including that ACC title. So I have Duke going to the Sweet 16. I don't, I don't think this is a good enough Duke team to be in the Final Four or to win the national title. But this is a weird year for the ACC, man, because I usually have, like last year, heck, the ACC had three teams in the Elite Eight. I don't think it's going to be that way this year. I think you're going to go from a lot of negative narratives around the ACC during the regular season uh, to maybe only Duke uh, making a significant run here during March Madness. You've got some other contenders there with Miami, especially at full strength, maybe not now, and then Virginia, who has done it before and then have some veterans on that team. Before we get to them, uh, David, let me ask you about another in-state team, NC State, who, uh, man, and, and let me bring this up too, David. I, I brought this up with Darren yesterday. 
i like perusing the message boards for entertainment some people like movies and music my entertainment is looking at what crazy fans have to say about their teams <laughs> and i'm on pack pride and there is a coaching carousel thread and everybody there is basically saying please georgetown take kevin keats and it was i don't know what i was expecting to read but it wasn't that uh i guess a lot of pack fans are ready to move on from kevin keats well he's got him in the tournament uh they will be taking on creighton coming up uh but how about that david and again you can't judge everything by what you see on the internet and on the message board but is that the majority of the fan base in your opinion that they're ready to move on despite you know a 23 win season this year it's hard to put a percentage on that because I've always learned over the years that sometimes the loudest people are only representing, you know, 1%. Right. Sometimes yeah. they're representing 10%. Sometimes it is 25%. I don't think it's often a majority, but I think two things. One, NC State fans still view themselves as a two-time national champion, right? And and they want to they want a coach that is going to at the very minimum, get them to the NCAA tournament more often than they miss the NCAA tournament. And Kevin Keats, remember, in his first year after taking the job from UNC Wilmington, got to pack in. But then the next four years, he missed the NCAA tournament. So now they're back in, barely. Uh, And I I like the pack. I just don't like their matchup. I think Creighton is a pretty darn good basketball team that the Wolfpack has to face early. Um, the good news for the pack, if you want to put the glass half full, Terquavion Smith, Jarkel Joyner, and Casey Morsell give Kevin Keats, for either the first or second time in his six years in Raleigh, exactly the kind of guards that allow him to play up-tempo, push the basketball, put some points on the board. Uh, I think they're even better than they have been defensively for Kevin Keats this year. I don't see anything wrong with the Wolfpack. D.J. Burns is really good inside. It's much more I like Creighton than I dislike NC State in terms of why I don't have the pack going, for example, to the Sweet 16. David Glenn joining us, breaking down the bracket. Uh, a couple more to get to, David. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, we got a couple of former Pirates in this tournament, Tristan Newton with Danny Hurley and UConn, and then you've got, of course, Jaden Gardner with Virginia. I'm, I'm happy for Jaden to get to the NCAA tournament. Looking forward to seeing what they can do, and some people say it's going to be a short run because uh, Furman is a, a, a you know popular upset pick in a four thirteen matchup. How about Tony Bennett's team, David? Do they have enough to get them to the second weekend? I'm skeptical about the Cavaliers. As much as I admire Tony Bennett and I love the Jaden Gardner story, well, I was just in Greensboro all week. He was the Cavaliers' best player in Greensboro, and I believe he earned all tournament honors and deservedly so. So kudos to an in-state guy who was great at ECU and has been great at UVA these last two years. And again, right now is probably their best player, you know, even over, you know, a Reese Beekman who might play in the NBA, for example. The problem with the Cavaliers is they just don't have as much offensive firepower as they have had in the years where, of course, when they won the national championship not crazy long ago, or even other years where they have been a relatively high seed. Kihei Clark is more of a defensive guy. Reese Beekman is more of a defensive guy. Ben Vanderplas, who's, who's kind of their more offensive-minded big guy, broke his hand uh, and has, is out for the season, so he's unavailable. I, I love how the Cavaliers are coached. They play, of course, brilliant defense. I just think in the NCAA tournament, you know, against better teams and better defenses, you need a bunch of dudes that can get buckets. 
and I just think the Cavaliers are going to run out of dudes that get buckets because there just aren't those, you know, Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy type options there were the year they won the national title. Well, Miami can get buckets, David. They have trouble stopping people from uh, getting buckets sometimes. How about Jim Laranega's team had a an injury the other night uh, that could affect them. You got to watch out for that too when you're filling out your brackets. How healthy your teams right now and uh, Jim Laranega's squad dealing with uh, an injury, but they still have uh, Wong, one of the best uh, offensive players to watch in college basketball. What do you think about Miami? To me, the Hurricanes are the only other ACC team besides Duke that could make a run. Yeah. It is because they are, when healthy, brilliant offensively. I mean, off, Isaiah Wong, ACC Player of the Year, of course. Nigel Pack, their other guard, was first-team All-Big 12 last year. Uh, and he's been very good in the ACC, although not an all-conference player. The, the asterisk is their big guy is named Norchad O'Meara. He was the Sun Belt Player of the Year a year ago. Transfer, obviously. He rolled his ankle, and I saw it happen on press row really bad in Greensboro and did not play for the remainder of that tournament. He, he was you know, on crutches at the last I saw him. Now, apparently he's walking around, but just like Tennessee losing one of its best players as a four seed in the East, I just can't, I can't count on Miami. When Omir is not in there, they go from being that weak defensive team that you described <laughs> to kind of roll out the red carpet defensively. Yeah. And again, they might win 95 to 89, but uh, I, I, Omir, that question mark, just, I, I don't believe, I, I would pick Indiana out of that little mini 14 bracket there to go to the Sweet 16. Miami at full strength, I would take all the way maybe to, yeah, to the Sweet 16 at least. Where, where Houston's in that bracket. But, but yeah, uh, not knowing how one of your two or three best players is going to be available, that's the wrong place to be in mid-March. David, uh, I know you like the local angle. How about a North Carolina guy, Kelvin Sampson, and his Houston Cougars, another one of those teams we're talking about dealing with a late injury to Marcus Sasser. We're hoping he can go. He's a phenomenal player. But Houston, uh, is uh, they – really exemplify the team uh, as, as we watch them here in Minji's. My dad said, man, they don't care who scores. They it, they will lock you down defensively, and any one of them on the court can take over offensively. You know, how good of a chance do you give Houston, maybe a banged-up Houston, when you start looking at the upper echelon teams of this tournament? Uh, how far do you think Kelvin Sampson's guys go? You know, I was looking forward to this conversation with you and pirate radio today and wondering how you and your listeners view the cougars because you see them far more often yeah. in the american athletic conference obviously my sense is that houston can win the whole darn thing that, that having seen them play against ecu having seen them beat for example uva of the atlantic coast conference knowing that not just markets marcus sasser and and i would change my view if he's not able to play it sounds like he will be able to play but he not only is he a possible first round nba draft pick which is in my uh bracket buster challenge at chapelboro.com um but they have at least two guys jaris walker might be a first round nba probably will be a first round nba pick so you have nba caliber talent you of course dominated the regular season you're well balanced great offense and great defense I believe Kelvin Sampson is a top-tier head coach in college basketball. There, to me, there is no – I know it sounds crazy, 
because nobody outside of six conferences has won it all since UNLV did it. Hmm. Was that 30, 32 years, 33 years ago? Yeah. Uh, that's a long time ago. I, I really believe the Houston Cougars can be the team to, to break that trend. I not only have them in the Final Four in my main bracket, I have them winning the whole thing. There you go. The Houston Cougars cutting it down. According to David Glenn and uh, DG, before we let you run, uh, people always ask, what is David Glenn up to? A uh, very popular question. So, uh, DGs, can you, uh, straight from the horse's mouth, tell us what you're up to these days, man. Yeah, how do I narrow this down? So I'm still a communication professor at UNC Wilmington, where I teach sports media classes and have a blast doing it, including with the children of some uh, pirate radio area listeners, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I am still writing this column at chapelboro.com and appearing on uh, 97.9 The Hill and a bunch of other radio stations as a guest expert on all things ACC or State of North Carolina sports. I am back into the the legal work that I did as a younger man when I practiced for about 17 years. I've helped one friend syndicate a sports radio show in another part of the country. I've helped another friend buy a combination radio station, website, magazine. So um, That's consultant-style work. Uh, and I'm considering an option that would put me uh, back, let's just say, not in terrestrial radio, but uh, back on a, a large size media platform later this year. Awesome. But uh, I'm not a I'm not a hundred percent that sure that's going to happen starting in July. Uh, but if it does happen, that's when it will happen. In the meantime, I'm just having a lot of fun, uh, kind of piecing together a whole bunch of jobs, being that uh, jack of all trades, perhaps master of none. <laughs> Eric on YouTube says David Glenn is a legend. Miss him on the airwaves and. I know a lot of folks uh, echo that sentiment, David. But, man, uh, st- wearing many hats, staying busy, that is for sure. And uh, so glad we could get you on here to talk some hoops with you today, DG. We miss uh, hearing from you, but glad to catch up, and we'll certainly do it again down the road, man. Great to be with you, Clip. Tell the rest of your crew I said hello. I miss everybody down there. I cherish the relationship that we had for so many years with Pirate Radio. And if I do launch this thing Later this year, I will absolutely, positively keep you guys in the loop in case you want to be a part of it. All right, exciting stuff. Looking forward to uh, potentially that happening. David, thank you so much. David Glenn joining us, chapelboro.com. How to win your NCAA bracket contest. And again, David is not just showing you his bracket filled out he is giving you guidelines he is giving you information to think about uh some of his uh opinion on what to do but uh this is really interesting a fun read and uh i'm i'm happy with my pick my team uh that i picked meets these criteria these bullet points that he has so check that out and see if your team does as well all right let's take a break we'll come back wrap up hour number two of pirate radio live as we roll on on a tuesday back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by First Bank. Together with our customers, we're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. Visit the First Bank location on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville for all your personal and business banking needs. 
Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio and our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. As a matter of fact, you might want to follow us because we're going to have some spring football action for you coming up on our social media uh, in a little while. And, of course, you can join the over 61,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Good fun breaking down the brackets with Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy, David Glenn. We'll do it again on Wednesday with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadu. So uh, we will continue to get you ready for your bracket challenge, and hopefully uh, we can lead you to a victory this year. I've only won one in my life. It happened here at Pirate Radio a few years ago. Other past winners include Hunter Ellerby, who has his bracket on the big board once again, Morgan Ehlers. I do not recall who won last year. Do you, Shirley? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it my friend Cashel? Oh, yeah. It was the... Uh, she came out of nowhere. An officer last of minute, the law. Yeah. Last minute addition to our, our pirate radio pool and ended up walking away with the whole doggone thing. That's right. Pirate radio security. Uh, Cashel with the win. Uh, so, yeah, we've got our brackets on the big door, and uh, we'll have more up there, and we'll talk more about it. Coming up, also, Bryce Williams going to make his much-anticipated bracket uh, today on the air. So looking forward to that. Is Maybe he going to we'll, fill it out like live on the air, you know, or is he going to bring in one? Um, I hope he's done a little if homework. If we're doing it on the air, then we might as well just dedicate the whole hour <laughs> to him doing the bracket. I don't think we can do the whole thing on the air. Maybe we'll get some insight on a few of his picks okay. as we go along. Yeah, because now that you mention it, that would take longer than an yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got places like to be. But uh, looking forward to that. Also, I'd have a game uh, for you folks today. We'll see how you guys do with that. Okay. Uh, how about a you look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck? Dub Buck. Chandler, <laughs> hit me with the theme. <laughs> Coming up tonight, God, True terrible TV. Panthers growl. True TV. What's True TV? Like, do I have True TV? What channel is that? Where's True TV? I like Impractical Jokers on True TV. It's a great show. That is a great show. Uh, Southeast Missouri taking on Texas A&M dash Corpus dash Christie. Is there a dash between between Corpus and Christie? I don't think nope. there is. No. Nope. Take away one of those dashes. I have a bone to pick with this. If you win your conference tournament, you should be in the NCAA tournament, not in the first four. Some Mickey Mouse deal in Dayton, Ohio. You should be in the field of 64. I would think that, that I mean, yeah. Stop automatic bid. these automatic qualifiers in these first four games. I know they're not going to do it. I get it. But it's not fair. I think the Charlotte Hornets would lose the playing tournament. They would lose to Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Yes. Uh, or Southeast Missouri State. Correct. And definitely Pitt or Mississippi State, no who play not. later tonight. Uh, that would be around 9-10-ish uh, start time. Jeff Capel's team taking on Mississippi State. Uh, if you don't know anything about Mississippi State, they play very boring defensive basketball. So if you need a nightlight tonight, Put that one on, and it should get you to sleep. They play. Oh, good. They play a boring uh, style of basketball. I need a nightlight. 
Uh, so that is coming up tonight. You've also got NIT action, but uh, coming up Wednesday night, first four, Fairleigh Dickinson against Texas Southern. Uh, and again, these teams should be playing on Thursday, Friday, not on Wednesday. It's a travesty. Uh, one of Nadeau's teams he wanted in the tournament is one of the last teams in. That is Nevada. They'll be facing Arizona State late night on Wednesday night. Bobby Hurley's club. So those are your first four matchups. You got Bobby Hurley on the sidelines. The head coach at Nevada is former Indiana guard, I believe. Uh-uh. Uh, basketball. <laughs> Steve Alford. Dang, that was close. <laughs> Steve Alford is the uh, former uh, player I was talking about there. He is the head coach of the Wolfpack of Nevada. All right, so that's going on tonight. Buccaneer Music Hall Scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck ECU taking on UNCW at six. We'll uh, see if we get a lineup for you coming up in hour number three. I've got some NFL news. Breaking news. I don't know if maybe I don't know if you've mentioned this on the show, but it uh, 27 minutes ago, uh, I believe it was Adam Schefter broke it. Maybe somebody else. Get the, to it. The Commanders have released J.D. McKissick. Ooh, okay. Good little player. I like J.D. McKissick. Good little player. It was Adam Schefter about oh. 29 minutes Alan ago. Alan Lazard signs a deal with the Jets. Oh, so boy. he's going from Green Bay to New York. Oh, wow. He's on the wish list. So Aaron Rodgers' Christmas wish list. The 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 proverbial McKissick. smoke coming from the, the yeah. chimney. Is it green? It's is getting it there. It's, start, it's starting to tint a little green. I mean, <laughs> it is going to be St. Patrick's Day on Friday. Mm, wear your green. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour three. Bryce Williams is here. Brackets, Bye. spring football, and more after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, Pirate Nation, Integrity Home Mortgage is here. If you're looking to purchase a home, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, and Joanne Weir today. The Integrity Home Mortgage team offers over 50 years of experience and is committed to providing you with the superior customer service you deserve before, during, and after your real estate transaction. To get started, contact Talbot Green, Braxton Green, or Joanne Weir. Integrity Home Mortgage, Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Here's Clip. Oh, we're back. Yeah. Showing Bryce uh, Princeton upsetting UCLA in 1996 because he might have the Tigers getting another big one this year. Look at this, Bryce. Boom. Got him. Play up. Crowd goes wild. Old, uh, is it Pete Carrill was their coach? Huge upset in the tournament. And Bryce Williams, let's welcome him onto the show first with his theme song. We need that. And then I need that followed up. I saw up. the light. I was baptized by the fire in your touch and the flame in your eyes. I'm born to love again. I'm a brand new man. 
Bryce is here. Bryce is stressed. We're here. We gave him an empty bracket and a lot of choices. <laughs> a lot of choices. <laughs> and apparently yeah. you were supposed to text him on Sunday. Well, yeah, I told him I would. He gave me some valuable advice. He says, normally, upsets in the first. Last year, he made me recap what I did last year, some mistakes. You got to learn from your mistakes if you want to get better. And that upsets typically happen here. I had them in like the, what, Elite Eight? No, well, uh, yeah. Sweet 16-ish. Right. Uh, it, sometimes you ride your upsets a little too far. Yeah. And, and that's wise. Yeah. You know. They're fun to pick, but yeah. you, you can't go crazy with them. Yeah. Sometimes reality, the cream rises to the top. Yes, sir. You know. No. So we're here. We're Having said that, you do have a monster first round upset, Princeton, knocking off mm-hmm. Arizona. Yes. We that got, would be a shocker. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this. I've got Arizona in my national championship game. I, know, <laughs> I, I, I got a buddy who moved to Montana. I think I do, too. I'm going Montana State over Kansas. That, never mind. Wait, that's no, crazy. I, never mind. I wouldn't do that. Wait, oh. I had slow to, down, buddy. My bad. That's I go too crazy. Slow here. it down, big boy. Wait, over who? Kansas State. Kansas State. That's okay. what I meant. I watched Montana State play one of the worst basketball games I've seen <laughs> a couple weeks ago in their conference tournament. It was awful. It went to like two overtimes. The teams barely got to fifty points. It was Jeez. brutal. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm All right, so. Good. <sighs> Uh, what should we do chandler should we have him put his paper down to the break or should we just have him fill it out live because he if we do this he we can't talk about any other topic yeah i'll go breaks let's, let's we go got a lot to, we got a lot yeah. to cover here it's we big do. blanket it's first day of spring football practice did you see Is that bryce really? did you see these photos uh on pirate radio's social media account wow. we got boys and what do we got? Do we have shells on? No, nah, it looks like we just got some jerseys. guys in some shorts and some jerseys wearing helmets. It's weird not cold out helmet. there today. There, I got no sweatpants. Showing a little leg action. Little leg. It's weird did not you ever say out there. when you asked him, uh, Mason? Did you ask him if he thought he was taller than me? Um, you forgot. That well, guy. we hadn't had Mason on yet. Mm. We had a uh, snafu with the schedule. Snafu. We hope to get him on uh, at a later date. I got you. Um. What's the question? Are you taller than Bryce? Remember, Williams? you're gonna. You all said, "What's some questions for me?" Yeah, um, this was like two shows ago, right? And I said, "Well, ask him if he thinks he's taller and taller than me." Okay, he's I'll, a big dude. He is bigger. very. He tall. is large. Ask him his height and weight, and we'll see. Is he I'm playing weight right we'll now? You're ready. I'm playing weight right now. Yeah. Too bad. Could you you're imagine n- a Mason Garcia Bryce Williams like tandem? Could you? Uh, That'd be cool. It's too bad you're not on Aaron Rodgers' uh, wish list. <laughs> I think I, I, no, I, in fine print it does say Bryce Williams. <laughs> Very fine print. Uh, apparently, Aaron Rodgers has a wish list of players he wants the Jets to sign in order for him to go there, and it's just all his Green Bay buddies, Randall Cobb, <laughs> everybody, Mercedes Lewis, all oh, everybody there's, like forty and over that he likes that are his friends. There's two guys on that list that combine for an age of like ninety five years old: <laughs> <laughs> Mercedes <laughs> Lewis and Randall Cobb. Yeah, you That's need to get on funny. that list. All right, so uh, what do you remember about football in mid-March, Bryce, getting out there for spring ball? What are some of your memories? If I remember correctly, um, I don't recall having cold. I don't remember it being 30-some degrees um, during spring ball by any means. So that would be new. Remember, it would be just warm enough to, like, it'd have a chill, but it'd be a little heat in it. Chilly heat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I put on some icy hot last night. I know exactly. Yeah, so about. so more like an icy hot um, <laughs> that comes and goes. You know, um, 
And of course, it was exciting to get back playing football again. I mean, spring ball was. I mean, spring ball brings pretty much just as much excitement as like fall camp does. Because, uh, you know, you've been all winter, you've been lifting weights, you know, just talking about the upcoming season. And this is the closest thing, you know, you get um, to the season coming up. And it's exciting. And for young guys, it always um, is a chance for them, you know, make a name for themselves and sort of show coaches, um, you know, what they can do because there is a lot of opportunity in spring ball. And, you know, that when spring ball gets, you know, it finishes then, you know, obviously you can either put a good or a bad taste in your coach's mouth um, with fall camp coming up. All right, Bryce, let's do uh, let's do this exercise. I'm going to run down the position groups. You tell me your confidence level heading into like one out of ten mm-hmm. in each position. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, Chandler said a moment ago, weird to see py- uh, pictures yeah. uh, at spring ball without yeah. Holton Naylor's, but more pictures of Mason Garcia, who's been around a long time. Mm-hmm. Big unknown there. So yeah. you are going off potential. You're going off yeah. gut belief what people have told you i don't know yeah. so confidence level one out of ten and mason garcia goodness gracious um i mean it's definitely tough because you know I've, we've seen him play what i don't even know 15 snaps or something not you know hardly anything got one start out of the blue against navy yeah, years ago COVID with thing. a COVID deal yeah, yeah. so um it's tough if i like to go off a potential and optimism, um, I'd like to say like a, I was gonna, uh, maybe like a, I'm gonna go like an eight, I think. All right, that's eight, pretty high. Seven, seven point seven, something like that. Um, I mean, I would think by now this offense is he is second nature to him, um, you know, and so he's had plenty of time to study up. And now it's just a matter of him getting in the getting in the groove. Really, I think he's right there, rolling right next to the groove, and he just got to fall right into it. I cannot find my list. The list I got you. The groove. There's a groove there. Yeah, he's on the edge uh-huh. of the groove. Got to yeah. get in the groove. Yeah. All right, running back. You're losing your all-world weapon in Keaton Mitchell. In Keaton, yeah. Now you've got the gun show Marlon Gunn who had a good freshman yep. season you've got Rajay Harris returning from injury yep. um, we'll, we'll get updates on him uh, as we go on in spring he wanted to be ready for spring we'll see yep. uh, where he is right now you've got um, the newcomer Mike Houston loves uh, one of the newcomers on this team Bond I believe his name is so man tough to yeah, fill in all that all that productivity from a Keaton Mitchell. But how do you feel about the running back room? Um, like I said, with I guess start with Marlon Gunn. You know, definitely had some good, you know, good strong runs um, as a freshman. You know, and he performed well, and um, so feel good. So feel good about him. You know, um, with Roger Harris, unfortunate. You know, he got hurt. I'm hoping he doesn't try and. For spring ball, and you know, I'm just sitting there when you mentioned hopefully be ready for spring ball. I hope he doesn't, um, you know, force. Yeah, I think I'm ready, and kind of hesitant. I mean, obviously, he knows his body better than anybody, but I hope he doesn't. I wouldn't say maybe a pride thing, but you know, just say, no, nah, I'm ready to go. Let's go, and right. something happened, you know, because obviously there's way more important things happening in the fall than there is the spring. Um, but still, feel good about him. I think definitely. Which he always, I feel like, had a good mindset and work ethic and everything. But I think getting hurt 
can even up that a little bit even more for him, you know, personally, um, you know, inside. Um, so I feel good about him coming back this, you know, as far as being available this fall. And then you mentioned a third guy. So they've got um, Camaro Edmonds, who was a transfer, Pop McKay, Nemo Squire. Mm-hmm. You got those guys who have, we've seen some of them uh, sparingly. But Bond is a freshman that Mike Houston is very high on uh-huh. that could be ready to come in and play right away. Yeah, and he's, I don't know his speed, but he's looking like he's around the same size as Keaton, so maybe I've, we have another speed guy. I've heard um, a Keaton-like burst from okay. this Bond guy. Well, that's good. So, yeah. you know, I'm just going to go off of that. Yeah. Um, I feel good. I mean, I'm probably going to go another... I mean, I obviously, haven't seen this guy play. We've seen Rajah. He's off, but he's got some. You know, he's broke away from some things. But we are losing a very um, crucial weapon when it comes to speed and kind of just outgoing guys. Got you out of so many jams. Yeah. Keaton, oh, for sure. Um, but still, I mean, still pretty good. You know, Rajah's. I'm going. I mean, another eight. I mean, I. So did you go eight with the first one? I kind of went eight, but I kind of okay. went seven point seven. All right, I'm gonna split the difference and go round up. And seven, say seven nine. So quarterbacks. I mean, I mean, running backs probably. Let's just go. Make a decision, Bryce. I'll go seven point nine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wide receiver Isaiah Winstead out. C.J. Johnson out. out. Uh, you have transferred, didn't they? a lot of talent to make up for at the receiver position. So right now, I'll just read who's on the roster. Uh, Jahari Patterson, who is a uh, transfer from Marshall. We just haven't seen him on the field much. Jalen Johnson made some plays. You mm-hmm. can, I feel like he's a guy you can count on when healthy to make some plays. Kerry King, heard a lot about him. Youngster who uh, we've seen on the field a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan King, Josh Murphy. Um, Brock Spalding, Jarrett Gardner, who did not make a lot of uh, plays last year, uh-huh. but uh, 6'3", 207, good frame, uh, will be back this year. Blue Coleman, I don't know who he is, but I like his name. Uh, Josiah Hatfield, kind yeah. of a, an X-factor. At times, looks fantastic. At other times, MIA. Mm-hmm. So... This is a it's tough. This is a position of question right now, going into We're going to go... <sighs> The unknowns, because we have some young guys, and we had, obviously, main guys are gone. Um, we're going to go – I think I'm a confident guy. We're going to go seven. Okay. Put that at an even no, seven. I, mean, I think we got, obviously, good athletes. It's just a matter of – well, I, you know, we haven't seen much activity off of them. So, um, you know, you don't want to you – know, I'm always a glass cool, half full. I know. Guy, you're very you know, optimistic. We know. Kind of be real a little bit. All right. Well, be real about the tight ends. That's a tip. Ryan Jones. <laughs> Ting it. Ryan Jones leaving Hurts. Uh, yeah. It does. Super, you know. Um, and Aaron Jarman as well. But mm-hmm. you have Shane Calhoun, yep. who has played good football here at East Carolina, been very reliable. Yeah. And I, I personally, I have a lot of confidence in him uh-huh. to have a very productive season. How about you, Tyler uh, Savage, Max Launch, also yeah, in there? Yeah, big tall fella. Uh, German. He's really German. He is really a German. <laughs> he ain't American German. He's German. He's German German. He's Oktoberfest German. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, how do you feel about Shane Calhoun? Uh, you want to talk more about Max Launch? Well, sketch number there. I don't understand the whole 98, 98. thing, but... Richard freshman, so 
I don't think he's. I guess he's not playing, so he's out of the question right now. I'm assuming. I don't know. Um, Sketch number. Maybe there's Germans Shane, like higher numbers. I got. I know. I, I favor Shane a lot. You like Shane? I like Shane a lot. Uh, of course, the number started off the relationship. Um, they call him not so slim, eighty. Yeah, of course he's a little. <laughs> sure, he's shorter for about, about three inches, yeah. and you know, so he looks a little bulkier. Yeah. But, um, Oh, compact. Yeah, yeah, compact. Good, good word there. Um, every time I've sort of I've seen Shane play, like when he's you know gets in, I mean he always seems to make the most of his opportunity. He's made, you know, crucial catches. You know, I haven't seen him break one for fifty, I don't think, um, or anything crazy like that. But I mean, he's made very contested catches, um, and I would say it's you know very productive with the ball when I've seen him. Um, you know, when he has the ball in his hands, you know, whether it's just getting that first down, you know, breaking a few tackles or falling forward and things like that. So I'm very pleased with Shane and I hope all goes well and, you know, he can be a starter because I think a man, you know, a player like a player, a player like Shane, you get him in the groove. I mean, it's just back to the groove on. we go. Uh, yeah, the groove. You get in the groove and you're on. And um, I'm excited to see. Um, how he goes when he's you know kind of like my Florida game it was just like bam 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 oh yeah just see what he can do when he uh, he has um, those opportunities so I like Shane so uh, I'm basing everything off of this so he's ten I'm I'm confident straight up ten ten I mean it's his third year playing correct uh at so, least yeah, yeah at least third year playing so confidence I knew the confidence I had as my you know third third year playing. So, First year was 2020, played in 21, 22. Yeah. So, so this will be year, so, year four. Oh. 2020, played nine oh. games. Oh, 10. <laughs> 10.1. Yeah, his confidence, I mean, if I, you know, needs to be like, all right, I'm the man. This is going to be what it is. And as Tyler points out, uh, DeSirio Riles is uh, coming in. So he committed to Indiana. He decommitted from Indiana, and he joins East Carolina. 93rd best athlete nationally. Hmm. Um, he is a, I guess, tight end slash defensive player, but I'm assuming uh, will be a tight end here. Uh, he goes by the nickname Ooh. 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 You know, when I make the, the sound ooh, it's like not a good thing. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Like you drop a ball, ooh. It's a ball, ooh. <laughs> you trip, ooh. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's turning ooh into a good thing, apparently. There we go. So uh, another tight end there. All right, offensive line. This is where I wish I had my list. Off the top of my head, yeah. you lose Avery Jones at center. Yeah. So you're breaking in a new center. You're losing Noah Henderson, who's trying to make it to the next level. Um, so that is going to be a – and I'll run through some of the mm-hmm. O-linemen here to look at the – Experience that we have. Mm-hmm. What's um, our experience? I'm probably going to base a lot of that on. My over. goodness, how many O lines do we have? So Parker Moore is back for another year. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, just running through experience guys. So, Isaiah Foots played some for yeah. the Pirates. He's going to be counted on yeah. certainly this year. Uh, Nashad Strothers played a lot of football mm-hmm. for the Pirates. He'll be starting somewhere. Hampton Urgle has uh, played a little bit. Uh, Walter Stribling, Richard Pierce. 
Uh, so you've got some experience but Mm -hmm. uh you're losing a lot of uh, a lot of snaps there on the o-line and interesting nugget bryce uh, a new o-line coach with steve shankweiler taking another position so hmm but there's a lot of moving parts on the o-line and that is a uh experience i feel like is one thing that really helps out um I mean, there's there's a big difference between you're a receiver and you're running routes against a guy you know who's playing off you or any of this um there's a lot of moving parts on the o-line with we with us losing a lot of snaps i'm gonna go i'm not being too you know too pessimistic but you know being real just kind of i want you to be real thing. bryce I'm, I'm sitting at like a 6.8 all right like just of what if you know just of what the complexity of the O-line entails. All right, Bryce. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to say this <laughs> equals that. One, two, three, four, five, divided by five. seven point. Oh, no, I didn't want that fraction. <laughs> 7.92 is your confidence level in East Carolina's offense uh, this spring. God. Overall. That, is that bad? Well, I mean... Bryce, we lost Holton Aylers, Keaton true. Mitchell, Isaiah Winstead, C.J. Yeah, Johnson, Ryan Jones. Okay, I think you're over optimistic, right, right? About this offense, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll do uh, we'll do some defense next week, but uh, overall seven point nine two. I think that is a very Bryce William uh, Williams optimistic look yeah. at this offense. It just tells you we've got a lot of question marks on that side of the ball. Mm. For, for sure. Well, I'm a I'm not going to say the position, but you can probably go and put like a three there. (laughs) We're going to keep that on down low. What position is Bryce talking about? We'll find out at a later date. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Bryce, you work on your bracket during the break. Uh, I was like a test. I got a little game uh, planned for us. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. And by the way, we want to say congratulations to TJ. He said, Clip, I got into nursing school. Are you proud? Yes. I am. TJ. Let's go around the horn and tell us, uh, tell him how proud we are. TJ, thank you for being a loyal listener and thank you for one day being a great nurse. We're proud of you. Is this TJ Dunn on YouTube? Yes. TJ Dunn, congratulations, my friend. On behalf of everybody here at Pirate Radio and myself, congratulations and uh, good luck in your future endeavors. Why you're speaking for me, but TJ, yeah, oh, that, I was, yeah. <laughs> we're all gonna on talk. Behalf, I mean, I can talk uh, too. Well, upper makeup spokesman, I know upper, no, upper management isn't here, so like Jonathan's uh, out of town. You're number oh, two you're in charge on behalf yes. of upper management. Okay, all right. All right. Well, uh, TJ, congratulations on a job well done. Thank you for choosing a mm. honorable uh job profession uh, as a nurse, a good one, Shirley. and uh. <laughs> She's here's, speaking for me. Here's to hoping yeah. that you are going to be one of the best nurses ever. There we go. Bryce? DJ. Yeah. Mr. DJ Dunn. Congrats. Work hard. And I'm going to kind of piggyback off of Shirley. Good job. <laughs> All right. Well wow. said. Well said. I'm crying over here. Uh, <laughs> did he say what nursing school? Is it here? No, he didn't say. Oh wait, this is gonna change now. If it's at what Carol- church is it? I mean, church. What? <laughs> and what church do you go to? What? And are you in the choir? I go to the Baptist church. What hey. school did he get into? 
What nursing school? Regardless, so not, if it's not East Carolina, we're taking the congratulations. Yeah. And your band. All right, we're <laughs> back with more after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And as we head back into the show clip, I do have a Buccaneer scoreboard or music hall scoreboard update for you, presented by the Buck. The, the Buck. All right. Uh, Elon a, gets their one. first top 25 win in three years as they defeat NC State 14 oh, wow. to 6 Yikes. was your final. Wait, these midweek games are crazy, folks. Yep, they are crazy. And Chandler, if you would look on your Twitter page or your little Twitter, we do <laughs> hey, have Shirley. Let's not talk I told about you not to talk about let's that talk about his little Twitter on the air. Oh, I, I apologize. I didn't mean That's to personal. I, I didn't mean to um, reveal the size of your Twitter. Um, <laughs> ECU baseball has revealed their lineup for ah, today. So you. if you are Inclined to do so, please do give that. us today's lineup. Your starting for your ECU Pirates. Batting first, <laughs> the designated hitter, Luke Noah. Batting second, the second baseman, Jacob Starling. Starling. Batting third, the right fielder, Jacob Jenkins Coward. Batting fourth, the first baseman, Josh Moylan. Moylan. Batting fifth, the catcher, Justin Wilcoxon. Batting sixth, the shortstop, <laughs> Joey Barini. Batting seventh, the left fielder, Carter Cunningham. Cunningham. Batting eighth, the third baseman, Alec Makarevich. Batting ninth, the center fielder, Riley Johnson. And the starting pitcher for your ECU Pirates is Jake Hunter. Jake Hunter had one of my favorite, not that this song is one of my favorites of all time. It's a great song, but it was a great pitcher's warm-up song. The way it kind of built, he had bad company by bad company, bad company as the song but the doom 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 kind of starts like that and then it no that is smoke, smoke on the water, water by deep purple, deep purple. <laughs> <laughs> but Shirley was jamming in there oh, sorry that also would have been a good one bah, bah. Uh, that's where I thought you were going with it no. so oh, I apologize I was going with boom 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 Oh, yeah. Wait, play, what, is, what is that? Mm-hmm. Company. All right, Bryce wow, is... I'm almost there, and this is... Wow, he's gotten to the uh, uh, Final 316. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm, Arkansas is 8C, but I... Mm, All I, right, let's table it for a moment. Because I need you locked in. There we go. Because we're going to play a game real quick. A lot of answers here. I believe 38 is the count. And this could be really easy for some, really difficult for others. All you have to do, Shirley, Chandler, and Bryce, 
It's named the Division One basketball playing schools in the states that border North Carolina: Virginia, Tennessee, South Carolina. Gotcha. Named colleges. Gracious. Simple. D one. There's a lot more D one basketball than there's like football, right? Correct. Correct. So think about cities, think about towns, think about big schools, little schools. Bryce, we're going to start with you. I'm going to take it off the board and go Carolina. Okay, let me explain the uh, parameters one more time. <laughs> oh, we're going states that border North Carolina. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're going to go Virginia. I want to go start all ideas. <laughs> My bad. State. I'm going to give you a redo. Redo. Yeah. Uh, hey, you might have been South Carolina. Paula G. That oh, is true. You know Some what? people. USC. <laughs> All right. We're going to take it out the board. <laughs> Shirley, you're up. You, Carolina, you knew it. I'm going to start off just like this. Carolina. Virginia. All right. There you go, Chandler. Clipson. Okay. VT. All right. We're rolling. Shirley. Uh, You said VT, right? Oh, okay. Um college of charleston okay chandler uh rocky top tennessee okay bryce vcu vcu charlotte <laughs> flubber i am uh don't oh come on clemson been said oh um mm. south carolina come on and raise up take your shirt off alabama <laughs> no 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 look at the state of north carolina okay we're only doing those three states though alabama oh, okay so we're not okay um tennessee virginia south carolina south CAC. No, alabama would you like to pass norfolk state sure why not chandler i'm gonna go james madison all right Ooh. bryce is old dominion d1 they, they certainly football? are. They are, sir. Shirley. Sir. Oh, flip the Middle so. Tennessee. That's, oh, man, I'll count it, Chandler. I'm going to go East Tennessee State. You are right, my friend. And we said Tennessee State. Is there a Tennessee State? East Tennessee. What did you say? Somebody said, 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 he said, said Middle Tennessee State. I, I said, said Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. Is Tennessee Tech? Yes, sir. Hey. I mean, hey. Shirley. God, um, that is a D one Hampton. Yes, yeah, wow. dang! Now we're she getting dug in our deep. Hey guys, I'm going to go with. Uh, how about you put a little respect on their name? And it's where the birth of painted purple came from. The Furman Paladins. Furman is correct. The in the, what oh, wow! The right, well, say that again. Wofford. Yes, sir. Oh, Boy. my God. Hey. Shirley. Crystal <laughs> Carolina. Oh, dang. That's that's that is one. a ding. Dang. Chan Man. Uh, I'm going to put a little flame on this one. <laughs> Liberty. 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 Flames. Flames. Crap. Well, I hope I don't put the flames out with. <laughs> with. <laughs> your arm's working, but your mouth ain't. I'm going. Hmm. Run it up. What's in South Tennessee? What's in Tennessee? Virginia, South CAC. What's in What's in uh, Virginia? Anything in Virginia? Has VCU been said? Uh, VCU. You, you said, said it. VCU. <laughs> he tried to pull a fast you, one on you it. You didn't say VCU. You said VCU. No, yeah. I did. Did I say that? Mm. Mm. Yeah, we still got a few in Virginia. We got. Uh, Jeez. 
We got a few uh, in South Cac. Ah. We got uh, several in Tennessee. What's in Tennessee? Nothing. Nothing at all. Is there a uh, West Tennessee? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, everybody gets one X. So start thinking about it. I'm gonna come back to you, Shirley. <sighs> Got to spin the web, Richmond. Oh man! The spiders. I was literally gonna say itsy bitsy. How <laughs> You had a bit plan. I, I had a bit plan. Oh, and shot she took down. It from me. All right, Chandler. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the the Commodores, the Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Oh, is correct. I forgot they're in Tennessee. I'm get. Oh. Nashville. Memphis. Memphis. Gosh. Ever heard of them? <laughs> that is correct. Thank, thank goodness. Shirley. Oh, no. This oh, is no. tough times here. Um. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um. I'm going to put 10 on the shot clock. Nine. Eight. Mm. I got nothing. All right, Whitney. Chandler. South Carolina State. Beat ECU earlier this year. That is correct. Bryce, you're down to your final strike. You got anything left? Has the University of Virginia been... Did we say that? That would be mine. You said that. said that. So, okay, there's got to be a... Uh, Oh! Hold on. You're next. Uh, uh, Tapping out. name Name something. We're going to go Southeastern Carolina Tech. <laughs> that is incorrect. Shirley. Uh, is VMI? VMI is correct. Dang. The Keydets. I'm going to go with South Carolina Upstate. USC Upstate. What the- oh. Shirley, back to you. Oh, my God. Man. Oh God! Does Chandler have do the championship? Have, do we have? How do we have some left in uh, Richmond? Surely this is a stall tactic, and I appreciate it. Uh, we've got one, two, three. Dang! Well, four. Well, I guess I can look. Uh, uh, five. I counted, I believe, in, in Virginia. Virginia. Yep. Um. No, five in Virginia. You got. Mm, oh one, man! One, two. In South Carolina. Mm. Three, four. Jeez. All right. So, Shirley, you done? We need to move it along anyway. Yeah, I'm done. I, I can't. Chandler, you're our winner. Do you want to show off with one more? Or are you good? Uh, I'm good. All right. Uh, here's some you missed. Shirley, I am disappointed in you. One you missed uh, in Tennessee was Austin P. Oh my God, that's P. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Belmont. Belmont. Ch- oh, Belmont. Chattanooga, who we oh. talked about oh. earlier. Oh. Lipscomb. I didn't think anybody would get that. Oh, uh, Lipscomb, yeah. Um, Dang. See, some of those, I I ventured to wonder if at one point they Chandler were D2. Said, no, Chandler oh, said, said East. East. Shirley said I Middle. I said Tennessee. Bryce, I'm going to give you a uh, point. It doesn't matter because you did say Tennessee State. Yes. That is correct. Uh, UT Martin was another one. Uh, All right, we go to South Carolina. You've got Charleston Southern, uh, the Citadel. Mm. Did anybody say College of Charleston? I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Presbyterian. Oh, uh, the Blue Hose. The Blue Hose. Did anybody say Winthrop? Nope. No, Winthrop. and I should have known better. Was in, Carolina, uh, in, in North Carolina. 
Virginia, George Mason. You're thinking of Winget. Did anybody say Hampton? I did. Okay. Uh, Longwood. Mm-hmm. Oh, Longwood. Radford. Mm-hmm. Radford. And that, and William and Mary, Bill and Mary. Oh, ah, good. Forgot about Bill. So we didn't leave out too many. Good work. Jeez. That was fun. Yeah. Especially when we got in there in the middle and y'all uh, just started rolling along. Shirley Rhodes. We need to open up the booty bag and make somebody a winner. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, three one seven twelve fifty. The number to call. Shirley, what are we giving away today? How about a ten dollar gift card to Familia? Man, that sounds good. Right about now. Three one seven twelve fifty. What caller are we looking for? Six. Caller six. You're our winner. We'll have Bryce's bracket reveal, our radio outdoors, and more when we return after this. This is bad. <laughs> You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin? Smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair. Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi's Ball on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Eric Mazel of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food, whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts. Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Bryce's bracket is complete. Oh. And he just... uh, he just never learns. He doesn't take the coaching from me. <laughs> I thought I did. You thought you did? Decently coached. <laughs> You've got one one seed in the final four. Let's just go over your one seed. Right <laughs> You've got Kansas losing in round two. Guess what? So do I. Yeah. To Arkansas. So don't, you know, but so you got them out. Woo pig. Woo pig suey. You got Houston losing and the sweet 16 to indiana so you got houston out so but two number ones out Mm. you do have alabama in the final four yeah you got purdue losing in the sweet 16 Mm, so you got your number ones out early let's look at your number twos real quick Mm. you got arizona losing in the first round that's some upset yep you got ucla losing in the second round you've got texas losing in the first round (laughs) marquette losing in the sweet 16 you got i'm just saying a lot of the big boys are out of your bracket after like a game or two Uh so i probably should have moved marquette here that would have been a little more realistic maybe well or just not having uh arizona out to princeton would have been good or texas to colgate but look Mm. here's what you got right now you're relying on two teams that i don't think a lot of people 
are going to have in the final four mm. indiana and kansas state those are your teams that you're backing this year yeah if they make it to the championship and indiana wins i think you're going to win this bracket so you mm. got a shot all it needs is a chance why why'd you ride k-state so far i wonder um any reason well i knew a guy i played with a guy briefly in arizona who was a kicker for kansas state so huh? i just kind of said you know what sounds cool cool upset against uh Kentucky, I'm like, eh, I'm not really big on Kentucky. I said, Kansas got good deer hunting, so let's move there. Um, now we're getting into why the reasoning. That's like kind of why Indiana went so far. Good hunting there? Yeah. I mean, okay. Big deer. Mississippi State was cool because it's Mississippi. To me, it seems cool. And, and uh, Arkansas, same way with Duck. What Hunt. was the Colgate reasoning? Uh, just because the toothpaste kind of just seemed cool. <laughs> Bryce said Colgate's going to clean, what'd you say? Clean up They're gonna Texas. They're going to clean up Texas. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Brackets They're gonna with Bryce. They're going to make them white. <laughs> Brackets white with flag. Bryce. Brackets All right. Bryce. Let's, uh, let's go outdoors, Bryce. Been some uh, some cool weather, but man, beautiful man, day I today. What. Not a cloud in the sky. So uh, what's been going on? This is the second weekend I've been able to be in the woods, on the water, and even hit a little golf balls. Man. So I mean trifecta. I it's, it's that's pretty much you can call that a trifecta. Um surf sa- and turf. Yo yeah. Saturday, uh spent a lot of time on the tractor. Um, you know, I just got some main lanes cleared. And uh so of course the dirt is, you know, or the soil, I guess you could say, is it's not only turned up good, and I'm trying to plant some food plots in there. So I uh, spent time Saturday tilling up. Um tilling up these sections of the lanes you know probably maybe 40 50 yards maybe 60 yards from anywhere from around there tilling up the soil for that to get that ready spread fertilizer friday on it and then obviously the rain did its thing and then tilled it up so did that saturday spread some spread some soil also in front of the deer stand and kind of level things out where some low ground was um so did that most uh pretty much all saturday and then sunday uh I had another solo fishing trip, and thank goodness it was a wonderful day. I mean, I caught a pile of fish, um, mainly some smaller ones, but I did catch a 20, 21, 19, 17-inch trout. So, um, great day fishing. Um, I wish I could have been out there longer, but family brunch plans obviously take precedent over that. Family brunch. Um, so, well, I guess maybe it'd be more so lunch. Lunch plans. Um, but I had a great... You know, great fishing day, which I'm very thankful for. So, um, was able to do that, and then I was able to play a few um, holes in golf. So, we're doing it. The boat is fully serviced, ready for the summer, for fishing, boating, just whatever. So, it is ready to go. Man, sounds good. And so is the woods. You've done the prep work. You've laid the foundation. Uh huh. It's about time to reap those rewards. Yes, it is. Good stuff. Yes, it is. Bryce Williams, Pirate Radio Outdoors. We will take our final break, come back, get ready to wrap things up here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. 
Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, the stock market had a pretty good day today. The Dow was up 336 points at 32,155. NASDAQ was ahead 239 at 11,428. And the S&P closed out the day up 63 points at 3,919. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. (laughs) Now let's head back into the show and... Oh, yeah. All right. So, do you know who that is, Chandler? <laughs> That's Andy Dalton. It is Andy Dalton. The Red Rifle. The new Panthers quarterback, according to Adam Schefter. <laughs> Two years, $10 million. So, you've got... <laughs> boy, you have he not closed shot. your mouth. You got your veteran backup yeah. to usher in the new guy. Who are his quarterbacks? Panthers? Yeah. Well, well they on Friday, they Sam traded Donald. for the number one pick. So they're going to draft one. They're going to draft one. Sam Darnold's going to Sam Fran. It looks like we might be shopping uh, Matt Corral. So Matt Corral might be <clears throat> So they're going a whole new blank slate here. And Dalton and Dalton, a rookie. Dalton could be sort of like a uh, – this isn't funny. Nothing's funny. A Derek Anderson, Derek Anderson. To the Panthers who was yeah. a big backup oh, for yeah. Cam Newton. Long uh, time. Interesting. There you go. Bryce, enjoyed it, buddy. Thanks for having me. Good luck with your... Uh, I'll try to remember. How about you text me and say, hey, man, any updates? And I'll give you a few tidbits on the tournament this weekend. Yeah. And don't... Because uh, hey, I probably won't follow it. Don't ask what channel the games are on. Because some games are on True TV. <laughs> I'll, I'll direct you if you need I'm to I'm going to say, hey, Clip. What we got? Where we standing? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We'll see y'all Wednesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.